whenever you need sports. Sports conference. Tune in to the nosebleed seats. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. Join Zach Wolchuk, Zach Babb, and Eric Giafalo as they take you through the top stories of the week and beyond. I don't know who the hell that is. It's time for the nosebleed seats. There's not much that gets me more fired up. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside my co-host, Eric Giafalo. Happy to be back. Our producer, the great Zach Bam. Woo! And our guest co-host for this evening, mm. Mr. Kyle Yeomans. Waco Zone. Wackos, wackos, wackos. What's up, dude? <laughs> the voice of the Dallas Roughnecks and Highland Park Athletics, one of the premier programs in the state of Texas. Also an employee and the assistant sports director here at NTTV on the campus of the University of North Texas. Just across the hall. And the play-by-play voice of Spectrum Sports and formerly of Fox Sports Southwest and ESPN Central Texas. Man, what have you not done, Kyle? <laughs> My goodness. Sorry, Walton. guys. Take a deep breath, man, after that <laughs> list there. Jeez, I'm tired. I'm done. I love how Yeoman's put a list together of all the things. He made sure before, hey, listen, <laughs> hey. just want you guys to know there's a lot of stuff I'm doing here. I'm you got to be important. politically correct. So let me write down everything I do so you, just so you don't miss it. And honestly... Shout out to you, Kyle. That was respectable. <laughs> You've done it all. It's on your before. resume. Yeah. I want people to know about it. Hey, and it took you about 30 seconds, all of 30 seconds, to mention Waco. So that was great. That's, hey, wow. I'll of Waco. <laughs> After doing a lacrosse color game with you and riding to and from the location, oh, man. I got to hear a lot about Waco. Oh, I can only imagine how much he just drowned <laughs> in you. A lot about Waco. So you got a good nap in that day, didn't you? <laughs> no, it was actually pretty interesting. More than you would ever care to know. Definitely. I never <laughs> thought in a million years I'd wake up that morning and I'd go to sleep an aficionado of Waco, Texas. Well, listen, Yeomans, I've been dying to know because okay. Walsh, I mean, you guys you guys did the lacrosse play-by-play together, and it was for Highland Park, right? That's yes. What you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to know how awful he was because I know he knows nothing about lax. And He's not a lax guy. Here's, at, I mean, he doesn't lax. <laughs> Do you watch lax? Look at me. I'm nipsing over here. Love that, by the way. I've never in my life even watched a lacrosse game before we went and called the game together. Yeah, so you must have been a true pro. Was he a true pro out he there? He was very professional. And here's here's the thing with the whole the whole lacrosse thing is I was kind of thrown into it as well. I'm still relatively new. Actually, relatively. I'm extremely new. Everyone was to just the, thrown in exactly. reluctantly to lacrosse, in, Into right? this lacrosse really mindset that we were really put into the position to have and we were supposed to be experts by the time we got on the mic not gonna happen and that's not happening yeah exactly <laughs> had my floaties and, on but the thing is that really helped us out is that both of us have been on camera we've been on microphones for the better half of a couple years now and we've had the experience to where we can really for lack of a better term bs our way through a lacrosse game all right stop Walchick sucked, man. <laughs> he wasn't he that bad. Tell he me wasn't he did. that bad. I was bad. Now, I, I know there's a guy, there's a story in here that I do want to get to. Please, I need it. Because <laughs> I know he was not good. Stop he, with that. He was he was good. Cool and, it. and he's coming back. He was asked back. That just shows that he was decent enough to be able to come back and do lacrosse, but there or was no this, one else wants to do it. That that might be a, okay. Don't talk about that, Zach. Let's <laughs> let's keep it the way I said. You're right, but anyways, right. But anyways, so yeah, I turned going it down, into, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, they asked you afterwards. Yeah, yeah. and because honestly, yeah, anybody yeah, else, dude, anybody else. for fifteen dollars an hour, it's just not worth it for me. So I appreciate the offer. I though. wish it was fifteen. 
Oh, well, I guess it is 15. Oh, whatever. Wait, so Walchick didn't get that? Walchick, you got this funny look on your face like, I didn't get 15 I didn't get nothing. <laughs> you didn't get anything I'm wasn't You're on your way. Anything. You're getting there. No, I understand. Dude. But it's the, a lax thing. The best thing that came so, out of this lacrosse broadcast was it was in the middle. Of, was it in the first quarter or the second quarter? I think it was Zach? like five minutes into the first I think quarter. It was, I think it was really it early. It was early. Oh, it had to be. Oh, man. It You're was rusty. hilarious. It, was, it wasn't even a play-by-play mistake. It was just straight up. Just hilarious gold, just comedy gold. We went into the broadcast and we were talking about it. And Woolchuck, who is is off to a good start, trying to give some kind of analysts or analysis rather of getting into lacrosse and the strategy of lacrosse and whatnot. And oh god, which I just brushed up on the <laughs> yeah. night before off YouTube. And Jeez, how deep can you go, Woolchuck? Seriously, stretch the surface. <laughs> All right, continue. But anyways, so going on from that, if you don't know, Highland Park is really good at lacrosse. It's one of the best teams in the entire state. Just tears up on any competition that they've had. And they were off to a quick start again. I believe they were already up by a couple of goals. And one of the Highland Park attackers starts going toward the net. And they ended up scoring and whatnot and got the got the goal call and everything. And then afterwards... Wolchuk comes on to the mic with a little bit of analysis. And to he's paint like, the picture, to right? Paint, yeah, to paint the picture, talk about what had happened. We don't have the replay ca- capabilities. Yes, give so it to me, Walter. He's got to give it over. And what ended up happening is, is and I and I can quote this almost exactly. You can change. You can say if I if I'm wrong or not. Probably got it down. He says, "Well, you know, these Highland Park players, especially the attackers, really like to go super strong and super hard right into the hole." Yeah. I said and hard I just, and fast. And hard and fast, yeah. I, th- I think I said that shot came at him hard and fast. Gosh, you're bad on that. immediately with a hole, though. Yeah, yeah, there in was. There. Oh, I mean, and, and, it was like overall a very innuendo remark. Oh, very much And so. I hear Kyle's girlfriend, who's who came with us, <laughs> starts laughing in the background. And then Kyle looks at me immediately. I mean, this has just come like per- picture-perfect timing. And I realized, oh, God. I just said this, and this is a very nice. <laughs> oh, I mean, Highland no, Park. Man. For those people that don't know, it's this very is, upper class. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean these are it's nice high people. school, bro. I mean, come on. And I'm up oh, here man. made a very inappropriate remark. Didn't intend to, but it came out very, very risque. All right, so tell me, it just gets worse from here, or well, it actually got better? It got better. Really? From there. I mean, hey, you started there. There's only it's only up from there. That's you, true. You can't go any worse than You've, than what he had just done, unless he would have cussed on air. And which I didn't maybe, do, thank and God. that's I didn't what I was do, thinking. And, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as bad as you you might have thought. Uh, but like I said, he's coming back. I'm excited to have him alongside, and it's going to be a fun ride. But man, that, that first five minutes of that first quarter was pretty so, cold. So for anyone yeah. wants, who wants to hear like a, just a half-assed uh, color call <laughs> on lacrosse, where can they go to find that? Uh, well, it's actually a private link, so it's it's okay. It's so if you you got to like pay this to is hear Highland Park. Do. Yeah, so Highland oh, Park in the in the this is the same thing for everything that they do and everything that I do for them. But it pays my paycheck, so I'm not going to complain. But anything, anything that you do with Highland Park or you want to hear with Highland Park, the parents and the school pays for this company that I work for. It's the same company that does the Roughnecks, and that's a free link and whatever. But going on from from Highland Park of going into and having to pay this company so they have this private link, and there's like UIL rules about it to where – they can't put it out. He's everywhere. on a UIL. He's on like a yeah. school fundraiser airwaves talking about exactly talking about lacrosse or whatever it was. <laughs> exactly. Thumbs up, coach. 
The only yeah. people that Thumbs really in. heard that were lacrosse, Highland Park lacrosse fans and Highland Park lacrosse parents. So congratulations. And luckily it was the D2 game. Yeah. So we got it out early. But, yeah, it was not my best performance. I mean, Bab knows. Like, I thought I was pretty good at football. I got football down. I know football. I'm confident about it. Lacrosse, I was not confident at all. You mean Neither lax. one of us are. Didn't, you mean lax? Lax, yeah. Thank lax. You. Yeah, not. I mean, Kyle's good, though. <laughs> Kyle's Kyle's got it down. He, he sounds good. He's, he knows the rosters. He's ready to rock. And then I'm just here. Can barely hear me. I wanted to pull the audio for this. But you look back and listen. And you can barely even hear what I'm saying. It's it's that bad. I sound like a scared little child. You think they did that on purpose? Like they just turned your like, mic down uh, a little bit? <laughs> Put this Let's just drown him if out. If he's any good, we'll turn him up. I think if anything, the reason why it was so quiet was because both of us were still r- really new to getting into the booth for lacrosse. And it was very, it, it was kind of scary. Like you said, you look like a scary little child. But at the same time, we were both not confident in that call by any means. I didn't think I was confident, even whenever I looked back on no, the, dude, the broadcast. No, you're, dude, you're laxy, bro. You're laxy. I'm laxy? You're laxy Is as that hell. the term we're going with now, is laxy? He's got a... You're laxy This and hell. Dan Marino are like his favorite words. <laughs> oh, well, Dan Marino, that's practically gold right there. Laxy How about Dan. Sue? I love me some Sue. What kind? Chicken noodle. <laughs> Hey, did you have any soup in South Africa? I didn't. No soup in Africa. Fresh off the boat here, but I was soupless. Wait, did you have, like, food or water? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we ate a lot of stuff there. So what did you, what is <laughs> what is the wild spring break like in South Africa, the homeland, okay, our well, resident Caucasian South African-American Jew? For the South Africans, <laughs> it was not spring break, right? So it's spring break in the States. Wait, I thought it was spring break everywhere. No, it's not universal spring break. What? South Africa does year-round schooling. It's only for you, Eric. Oh, yeah, baby. Year-round. Talk to me about Africa. So they've got multiple breaks and whatnot, but dude, this flight was a killer 16 hours from Atlanta to Johannesburg or Joburg as they so, like to call it so you went straight across the I guess that's the Atlantic Pacific geography class out of here yeah it was bad <laughs> uh, the Atlantic I'm pretty sure I think it's I'm a, pretty sure it's the Atlantic, it's the Atlantic yes. yeah okay some body of water Bab knows he's just sitting there waiting for us to sound like idiots the and then he'll chirp in him by it the was way the Atlantic exactly Midway so high school education. we flew from Dallas to Atlanta, sat on the runway in Atlanta for two and a half hours before we finally left because somebody <sighs> had the poo-poos and the throw-ups. And it was and you. And they had to be, <laughs> I wish it was me. They had to take them off the plane. They had to get their luggage off the plane. And when you've got a full plane of like 50 people, right, this is going to take some time. Wait, so is that the first recorded time that someone ever got Ebola before they went to Africa? That I know of. Wow. Yeah, it's an incredible story. Only when I'm on the flight. <laughs> Why did I not read about that? That is incredible. So you just get on a plane to Africa and your body says no. Yeah. We're not even gonna let you go there and do this. We're gonna just we're gonna stick you down. Get here. it out of the way. I'm now. over this. But listen, we I'm can over do this. It. Hell no. Sixteen hours is enough. No, so I flew Delta and I'm gonna be honest The big D. Wasn't I wasn't impressed. I thought the flight attendants were kinda rude. I I had an aisle seat, which I was excited about. I'm like, oh cool, I can kick the leg out. No, I'm getting nailed by trucks and women and men just coming up and down the halls, the did, aisle. Did you at least get the TV in the back of the seat yes. and get to watch movies? Yes. Okay. See, I, I've actually been to Johannesburg. Okay. And the, the route Is it Hannesburg we, or Hannesburg? Can we just clarify? Han. I think it's Han. Americans Han. South Africans Han. But oh, the South Africans are okay. going to completely cut that out. And so you say, say Han. Joburg. 
Ooh. Really? Joe Bird. So that's yeah. the slang? That's Joe Bird. All right, let's call it Joe it's Bird. It's like H-Town. Yeah, Joe Bird. All right, so Yeomans, you went to Joe Bird? I actually did, yes. So Holy I, went, I went on a mission trip my just before my senior year of high school. Awesome. And the way, the, the way that we went to Africa is we went from Dallas to London. Ooh. And then from London to Johannesburg. Okay. And then from Johannesburg to Namibia, which is a separate question. Or a separate Namibia. Flight. It was Namibia, yes. But... So it was 17 hours to London, oh. and then it was like 15 or 16 hours to Joburg. <laughs> yeah, so. Wow, Joburg must lucky. be. That sounds, yeah. yeah I, so lucky. So I feel a lot better. I feel a lot better. <laughs> better right now. Quit your bitching, Walter. My dad had told me about some, he had connected in Frankfurt, and he'd connected in Dubai, and all kinds of and weird see, we connections. See, we British Airways, so it was a little bit nicer. We had some British accents throughout the way, and nice. they had some good food. The foreign whatnot. airlines are nicer, I Flew Austrian Air when I went to Israel over the summer. Sure. Was great. Totally agree. <laughs> was great. Now, South African Air, I've heard, is also nicer, but my dad found cheap flights on Delta. So we took Delta. I'm not knocking it. If anyone out there listening works for Delta, you're a Delta Sky person. Listen, we respect cool. that. We respect the cheap people. I love people. you. Do what you want to do. We're I'm, nosebleed seats, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Whatever is affordable, do it. We but, squeak when we walk. Look, guys. When you're doing a 16-hour flight, be a little nicer when you're helping people out. Listen, I wanted to mention to you, it's probably because you were calling them flight attendants, okay? I didn't speak a word no. other than yes, please, thank you, no thank you. They prefer stewardess. Stewardess, okay. It's the way it is. Right. Yeah, now see, now that's, I know. that's not now a true statement. My girlfriend's mom is actually a flight attendant, or she was a flight attendant. You mean stewardess? Oh, yeah. Put him in not his place, Kyle. Not even close. Really? Not even close. Fisticuffs around. Who's been lying to me? <laughs> Somebody's been lying to me. Are you, are you a little butthurt education. right now, Eric? Oh. Yeah. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's stewardess. Yes, it is. I think it's flight attendant. Stop. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, Max butthurt? I think he's... I'm not butthurt. I think you're buckering up. Butthurt, 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 butthurt. How tight are you right now? Oh, I can't even be mad anymore. I'm so glad I was the first one to get that used on, by the way. Even was, though I really was thought glorious. it was going to be Yeomans. Why? I just figured we were going to make fun of you. At some point, we were just going to... Yeah. Because well, I'm no. laxy? The laxy no, knows. the laxy's a good thing. Laxy's a good thing. I'd like to think that I, I could take some some heat here and there. Well, so, Walchick, what'd you do, man? You're in South right, Africa. so we land. My dad loses his wallet. Well, he doesn't lose it. He leaves it on the plane. Gosh. And we're walking. We just went through customs, and he's like, oh, wow, I don't have my wallet. <laughs> so he tries to get back on the plane. They say no. Sure. It's, oh. This is South Africa now, right? And they're going to send someone to check on the plane for the wallet. Obviously, they don't find it. And he's thinking this is impossible. Where the hell else would it be? So maybe somebody swiped the wallet. Forever it's gone missing. We don't know. It worked out. It was okay. Him and my mom used the same bank account. So we were able to draw out some money with a debit card, and he got a new credit card shipped to him. Jeez, did he have any cash? That yeah, was cool. So he didn't have his passport in there. He was fine. He had his passport. No, but but yeah, he had it on him. He, he had it on him. That didn't lose it. That would have been a bad, bad situation. That's a tough start to Driver's trip. license gone. Yeah, it was a little rough, especially since we're already three hours late. So would you say it's kind of the South African spring break equivalent of like a, say, a college student losing their phone while drunk on the beach? Sure. Okay. Just yeah. Make sure. Absolutely. Well, there was a lot of that going on this week. I wish I was drunk a little more. Look, <laughs> this was a family. We went for my grandmother's tombstone unveiling. She passed away in October. Mm -hmm. So we were there to see family. Saw a lot of my mother's friends, but the women in this country, Eric, tell me, 
Eight to tens, baby. Mm. Wow. So on the Giafalo scale. Yeah, is this the Corey scale? No, this is pretty. I think a lot of these girls you would say are sevens and eights, and a couple of them might even bump the nine, ten scale. Okay, do most of them have your complexion, which is a little bit more fair, or are we talking, do we got some flavor? We're talking nice and tan because it's Africa, baby. It's the jungle. The sun is strong and booming. I'm with that, dude. The first night we go out, we went out with a bunch of my mom's friends from school. And everybody's on spring break. Everyone's partying. It's on spring break. We're getting little small plates. We're just stuffing our faces. The table behind me is full of like 12 hot ass women. Mm. I'm talking 8 to 10 variety. They're partying for their girl's birthday. Fine as hell. Hot asses. My God. What a good time. I just, I'm nervous. I get nervous in crowds. I didn't make a move. If I had one guy, if I had just one other male that was around my age. Wingman. Everybody I just needs needed somebody else to help mm. kind of smooth it over, build up the self-confidence. Like, I'm not in this alone. Is it the icebreaker that gets you? Like, is it usually if you're in, like, it's, as soon as you yes. can just break the ice, you're I good? I can make conversation. I'm good. It's just the open. The open. I don't have the balls. Mm, wow. And I do have the balls, but I don't have the balls. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, kind of. Nah, no. You want to paint this picture for me? I, can, I can't ring the bell, but I sure can stick it in the hole with the key. Okay, I'm totally with you now. Right? Thank you. I can finish it up, and I can unlock the door, but in terms of just, like, knocking hello? That's the tough part, man. It is, and it's really, it takes a special person. Got to be wi- vulnerable. Yeah. Right. In order to do that. What about your brother or something? He wasn't with you? I or? don't have one. I've got a younger sister. Wow. Who... You know, schmoozing and trying to act like she's South African with a fake accent and all. Wow. And I'm just sitting here. What does that sound like, by the way? Did you catch on at all? No. You didn't work any accent? No. I can't do it. All right. I can't do it. That's fine. I can do little things. So so what was Tinder like, though? I'm sure that was pretty cool. I got on the Tinder. Tinder? Yeah. And I got some matches. The problem was, it's like, so we were in a nice hotel. Uh, it was actually a hotel that was made to be apartments or condos. It looked beautiful on your Snapchat. Yeah, story. it was big. It was, it was amazing. But I guess they couldn't sell them, so they turned it into a hotel. And on the bottom, it was like the fir- the top three levels were all hotel rooms. The bottom two levels were stores, a restaurant, a coffee shop, nice place. So every- we didn't really even have to leave the place if we wanted things, but we did. You know, you're not just gonna sit in your room the whole time. But you gotta go on. You went on a safari, bedroom, right? Yeah, we, we went on a Lions of Park safari. Oh, dude, this was dope because you go and play with these little cub lions and a cheetah, That's and you're awesome. petting them. Yeah, it was awesome, and it was cool because it's like your own little experience. It wasn't very busy, so we just went in there, the four of us as our family, and we're petting the three little lion cubs. Then we played with this cheetah named Cindy, and she was a one-eyed cheetah, purring very loudly. I know, Eric, you're not a cat person. But cat- that no, a jungle cat's no. different, man. That's that's. It's, well, this I was, was just, cool. Is there just no chance they're gonna bite you? I saw your videos, man. You had like you were like paparazzi to those things, and they acted like they didn't even care. They're just laying there, like halfway asleep. The cheetah got its mouth close to my hand once, and I pulled away real quick. Guy comes over and says, "It's okay. She's gonna lick you, and then she'll like play bite." But the thing is, obviously, I mean, their jaws and their bites are strong. But no, I mean, she she told scratched the guy's hand a little bit with her teeth. Safe. Good to go. Wow, now, don't screw man. with the, the big lions. So then you go on the safari part, and you see all the different prides, the lion prides. You have the white lions. One of them had five wives. What a baller, right? Dang. Yeah, he, he rolled that jungle. <laughs> he ran it. He must be a Mormon. Yeah. And then you see a couple in Mormon, yeah. So a couple other prides. Saw some zebras. 
some wild dogs. It was cool, man. Do you have to like sign paperwork like your life away? Kind no, of? What, no. So if somebody just gets eaten, it's just like it happened. It happened. Chalk it up to another it day. Like, Tell that story. So yeah. last Gosh. year, uh, my parents had gone to this line park before and it had moved locations. And the reason why was because a year ago, they allow you to drive in your own car through the safari park. So some lady had her window rolled down, like trying to get this line's attention. Line came up, yanked her out of the car, and killed her. Oh! So Whoa. it was that a bad. It was a big deal. Not a good spring break. They moved locations. <laughs> they moved up. Apparently, it's a much nicer. It's a better location now. Oh sure. But why the hell would you let people drive their own freaking cars through here? That doesn't make any. This they isn't have like signs the up that says like at, at your own risk. Oh. So they're not liable. <laughs> Is that all it takes? Yeah. But damn. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad we that went, didn't happen to you. We went on the professional with the safari. We're in like a carted, gated bus, essentially. They're not coming in. But the wild dogs, man, apparently they're bad news. So they were out kind of far from us. I'd say about 50 feet, mm-hmm. chilling under some nice shaded tree area with nice water by them. They didn't come over. Apparently, they smell like crap, literally, because they bathe in their own feces and the worst they smell is like the sexier they smell to the female wild dogs. Oh, I totally get so like it. like their own unique scent. That's how they mate, right? Like one, they'll walk by. Oh, that's a good scent. Then the woman's going to follow them, and that's how they attract the females. So the more you roll in your own shit, the better you... The better the, chance you have of getting laid. <laughs> Why didn't you try that, Walchick? Should have. When <laughs> you were out like there, man. That's the that's so that was your poop. extra boost that you needed. Yeah, was. That you didn't know you needed. You just stuffed your face with Af- South African food, whatever that is, which I'm curious. Prawns. And then you go oh, roll in had your Had a lot sheet. of prawns. Have you oh, had those, those Kyle? So good. Oh, my gosh. Delicious. It's oh. like big shrimps, but it's like a cross between a shrimp and a lobster, essentially, in terms of taste. Dude, Dang, delicious. Dude. So you delicious. ate like a king. Did you eat like a king the whole time? I did. When we're on vacation, my dad spares no expense. He's like, I do this once a year. I've saved up. We're splurging. So we splurge. We're going to take the cheap flight. It may, we we're going to take blind. the cheap flight, but we're going <laughs> to splurge when we get there. We're going to fly around yeah. the world twice, but we're going to eat like champions. Hell yeah. I, I mean, respect if you've that, seen Mr. my Walchick, dad, he's got quite the appetite. Dude, he sounds like the man. Like father, like son. So I'm inviting so next, next time. Next guest host after I'm done. He would, we'd have a good time with him. <laughs> I'm skipping that. I'm going right to guest vacationer. Yeah, oh, there you go. The that, that's come on, dude. Bring me in, Eric's man. A smart man. Yeah. Come on. It'd be a good time. And we can roll around in our own bleep and uh, pick Attract up the females. Yes. Perfect. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. But they've got this area called Milrose Arch, which is where I saw these hotties. Mm. So it's like outdoor shopping area with nice restaurants yeah. you walk around it's cool that you can also live there they've got apartments there it's kind of like the shops of legacy and play Sh- okay. ever been. yes dude have you been out there oh yeah so this is they like a death pool out there times 10 yeah yeah okay times 10 we'll talk about that Melrose arch area i went there about four different times say that again four different restaurants where what the the, the restaurant names because i was a jerk and was talking the restaurant you. names we went to ocean basket where we got prawns we went to this moya place which is hardcore african they do the face painting they come over they sing with you ethnic old tribal music see i want to know about that food what food do they serve there at the lots of meat place? so i had some crocodile there tried to cr- try to crocodile pie and how is it cooked tastes what like we... chicken man it's just little pieces of crocodile in essentially what tasted like a quiche kind of pie mm. and uh, the crocodile tasted like chicken do you have any spring bot? no Oh man, that's some good stuff. Have you tried I had it? some Springbok lasagna while I was there, oh, and that, see, that was, was on the menu. But oh, it was so damn, good. What's the, that? What is Springbok? It's like a deer, but it's not. 
Interesting. Okay. Their rugby team African is called deer. the Springboks. Yeah, Let's the, just chalk it up to a, uh, what are we calling Johannesburg? Jogo? Joburg. Joburg. Jogo. Jogo. <laughs> Jogo. Joburg. We'll chalk deers up to, uh, it's, just, it's just a Joburg deer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Joburg deer. That's a spot. Oh, I should have tried some of that. I just had a fillet. The guy Next was time, like, you'll be the back. specialist. Yeah, I'll go back. The guy's the special. With me. The fillet is what you should have. So that's what I had. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah, you're going, Jeff. So it was good. Road trip? Um, yeah, road trip. We can. I don't, could you even drive? I don't think it's possible. There's <laughs> no. bodies of water in between. No, it's definitely possible. Well, with that attitude, we'll build our own freaking bridges, baby. I mean, if you're going to be all glass half empty about it, I'm always glass half full. Have you not, seen me? Not right now. Not right now. We are driving to South Africa, baby. Okay. We're going extra cheap on the traveling. I love it. What kind of car Which we means taking? we're going to eat even better. We're going to eat great. Because meat we pies, are really meat pies. Meat pies are a big thing there. They love their meat pies. So like, uh, like a sloppy Joe. No, is that like a meat pie? Shepherd's pie. Ooh, I'm just, I'm I'm not here on the Joe Bird meat lingo kidney. yet. I'm catching up on the. They Joe do Bird chicken lingo. mayo. That's a thing there. Well, you don't know shepherd's pie. That's a thing here. No, I've never heard of shepherd's. It's pie. also very British. It's really British? good. BJ uh, has some great shepherd's pie. BJ's has great shepherd's yeah. pie. It's really good. They also it's like mashed bazookies. potatoes on yeah. top of like just meat and vegetables and then oh, a big pan. Wow. Oh, it's awesome. Okay. It is incredible. I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I am too. I'm right there with you. Chicken ice, too. And, and ice cream. You know. Desserts there are good. You know what I don't really like though is Big Macs. They have McDonald's there too. Really? And Burger King stuff? and KFC. I bet they have like they different do. KFC stuff. is huge over there. Yeah, it's weird, it's right? It's giant. No, like KFC, which deal. is crazy because it's still Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's the biggest thing there. It like how plate. It really like, I don't know. And I, the thing is, it was there thirty years ago, and my grandparents were still living there yeah. before they immigrated. The KFC was like the first major. So American it originated food there. Yeah, I know. Did. They love them some the chicken. Colonel, gold. They do. Yeah. They do. Uh, peri peri chicken was on the menu. Peri peri sauce is like a spicy kind of sauce that the South Africans love. They had a peri peri chicken sandwich on the McDonald's menu. I saw that advertised. I didn't go to the McDonald's. So I stayed away. Good for it's probably you. A good idea. You should do that away. no matter where you are. Uh, but you know they've got like Wimpy Burger. This place called Nano's. Uh, those are kind of their quick fast food South African stops. I just really, I'm sorry. I just really need to know about the Tinder stuff, man. How did it go? You said you had some matches. And yeah, what happened? Was some I mean, like quick little chats here. Can I get your WhatsApp number? And it didn't go anywhere. I mean, what was I supposed to do? Because I'm in a three bedroom room, staying with my parents. Yeah, I mean, so just go and I shared coffee. a room with I mean, my dad. You, you can't have a socialize. I mean, come on. We didn't. We rented a car, but I mean, I don't know. Well, how many miles are we talking here? Like, are you like different countries away? Everything seemed pretty close there. I mean, the matches I was getting were like 10 miles away. But okay. everything's done in kilometers there and meters. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, be so lost. Yeah, it's, it's just... Yeah, that's too much of a hassle. And we were packed with things to do. I mean, my mom had a scheduled, like, morning to dinner. This is what we're doing. This is who we're seeing. I've got an aunt there. I've got a great aunt who lives there. Uh, one day, of course, we were at the, the cemetery seeing my great-great-grandmother... My great grandfather, my grandfather. Beautiful, by the way. Yeah, I didn't realize I had Honestly. three generations worth of family that have, you know, the legacy. Like so I live near, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about on Eagle here. Yeah, the, uh, that graveyard. Yeah, that the, the ILOF cemetery. Yeah. I want to mm. stay so far away from that thing at all times as possible, dude. Uh, my apartment is the closest apartment to that cemetery. I'm mm. right across because I'm at Midtown, which is right on the corner of Eagle and Carroll. And man, I'm on that corner. Well, that makes I'm fun right fact. Oh, it's awful. There's a bab buried in that cemetery. 
relation. Wow. No, no oh, relation. Just a bam. At least that I can. How do you find. know that? Did you like yeah. search that or did you go look? Searched and then found the headstone. Ancestry.com? Something like that. Man. That's no, but cool. the one in South Africa, that one, that one looked, it was huge, it looked man. legit, dude. Those gravestones were yeah. like monuments. It was huge. I mean, to get around this place, and mostly it started off as an all-Jewish cemetery. Now it's branched out, and it's got Chinese and Muslims, and it's just growing. And they're running out of room. I mean, we're talking in between each tombstone, it's like a foot. A foot head to bottom, and then sideways. I mean, you're like standing around, and you're standing on another grave, essentially. There's nowhere, no room at all. Uh, but the, st- the stones look great. Yeah. They, keep, they well maintain that place. Good, man. Well, I'm Which glad nice. you had a good time. You looked like you had a ball. It yeah. looked like a good time. I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to roll in your own feces and pick up chicks, but I promise you I'll make it up to you next time. I hope so. I will. We got to get used to driving on the other side of the road, though. Oh, dang. That dude. was yeah. weird, right? Because it's like, okay, so. Weird. No, I was in a tour bus the whole time. We, okay. we just kind of rolled around. But even then, yeah. It Everything's was really opposite. Weird. So there are right turns, which Actually, is easy. I take that back. I learned how to drive stick in Namibia. Wow. In a BMW on no the wrong way. side of the road. Yeah. yeah just no, the most it was Because they, they're That's all stick crazy. Because there. there's no automatic, in, or at least in Namibia. I don't know about Joburg. We but had a standard. Most of the time, it was stick. And what? man, that's. In where? You say a BMW. Namibia. No, the they like city. their high end cars. Jobert, Jogo, is Jogo, it a, <laughs> is it a wealthy area over there? Yeah, I mean uh, Johannesburg is probably one of the more wealthy cities. That's where all the business and everything goes down in South Africa. The Jogos, yeah, Jogo, Jogo, that's good work, Bab. Jogo, in Joburg, Jogo, a lot of Audis, a lot of BMWs. <laughs> On point, Bab. Yeah, yeah that's the way to do it. Nice cars. Yes, nice or a wave. So there's some sketchy areas. You got to know. And the thing is, everything's corrupt there. So you'll get police officers that'll pull you over for no reason. You did nothing wrong, but they want you to get to get a bribe from you. You got to pay them off. So you got to be careful not to go and drive into like Alexandria Township or uh, Highlands North was okay where we went. There was one area. My mom had a house that she wanted to show us, and we couldn't go to it because it was. I might have written it down. Because this is like where your parents... Hillbrow. This is like their old neighborhood? Yeah, so essentially we went and saw the Freemason Lodge where my grandfather used to go to when he lived in South Africa. If you make a left, you're going into Hillbrow, and this is like a no-no area. You're asking to get your car stolen, to get mugged, you name it. Beaten, kidnapped, maybe murdered. It's it's a not-so-good part of Africa. So you hear about the crime, and that is true. But luckily, the area, as long as you know where to go, the areas that I was in, Highlands North, Greenside... Beautiful. And it's interesting because a lot of places or a lot of people over in North America, you think about Africa, you think about huts and desert and just sickness and here, but there's a lot of civilization. There's a lot of urban yeah. urban places and buildings around there that's incredible. Johannesburg's very, de- very developed. And the houses are great, but the problem that you'll notice right away is they're all living behind giant walls and barbed wire fences. You know, it's you, true. It's you gotta be secure. Security is an issue there because and they have safe zones where people it's guarded. They have like signs up that says the safe zone. So if you're getting chased or attacked, you can go into the safe zone. You're okay. They're they're gonna protect you. So it's it's different. You can't just walk down the street and you've got beggars at every stop sign and every red light that you go to. And you need to make sure you lock your doors. Hey, remember way back when I said I wanted to go to South Africa with you? After hearing about this whole chasing you down to your death unless you make it to the safe zone situation, 
You may be rolling in feces. Yeah, you may be rolling in feces picking up chicks by yourself, bro. It's fine. We're not going to go to those places, okay? Sounds insane. Listen, uh, you may have to run for your life. Safe zones (laughs) that way. You don't get there. Uh, Well, you don't get there. But if you do, you're safe, I promise. Yeah, the police do nothing. And See ya. There's a place I, I keep butting in, even though I, it's just because I've been no, over in that do. direction. In in Namibia, there's this place called Katatura that we're, where we did a lot of our work out of. And Katatura in the Afrikaans language is legitimately the place where no one wants to live. Really? Oh yeah. That's oh, its man. literal translation. Just literal translation. The place where from no there. one wants to live. Yes. Say that word again. Katatura. Katatura. Yeah. And it's like K-A-T-U-R or something. I can't even remember. But. See, I wish I had been able to see more of South Africa and just Africa in general. Like, go to Cape Town for a week. That's where the people like you on vacation. Yeah. Oh, man. We got to take advantage of that. I would, I might. It's Let me know. It's supposed to be beautiful. It's like, incredible. the most beautiful place on earth is what I've heard. The South Africans go there. Yeah. Even, be- even better than Couture? Katatur. Gosh, I am bad. I'm really bad at this. Katatura. Just bad at city names. Katatur. Okay. Jogo and Katura. Yeah. I'm not brushed up on my <laughs> cities, which is no one's fault but my own. But overall, it was a good time. Good food. Lots of hotties. Beautiful place. Very green. The food's way better than it is here. You just got to know where to go. That's all it is. And just make sure you're, you're well kept. You're keeping your surroundings. You know what's happening. Keep your doors locked. So you're always. So you just have to make sure you're always. You're in always tennis on the shoes go. There. Yeah, well, you need to be in tennis, tennis shoes. shoes. You need to be ready to rock, dude. You need to be ready to rock. You never know, especially being a white person. If you're dressing nicely and someone thinks, okay, this person might have some money, or you're wearing. So don't wear your nice watches out. Don't wear your jewelry. Pickpocketing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just you know like anywhere else in the world, South America would be the same thing. It's not. You gotta be. They have car hops. Listen, people that like sit there. If you ever have to run your car for your life, in the mall. if you ever have to run for your life, and you have safe zones, you're not just like everywhere in the world. Okay. You know, there's a there's safe zones here too, right? You I know mean, that. God, okay, but I've lived here for this long and I've never heard of them because that's how much QT on the corner is a safe zone. I've there's never seen anyone places. frantically run in there being chased by lions. I'm not saying and, it happens. I'm just saying that it's a thing. Who knows what? Well, okay, cool. So we got safe zones here. <laughs> wow. See everywhere. Thank you. Quick trip. Quick trip's the way to go. I love QT. QT's good, man. Do you ever get the food in there? The the taquitos, steak and cheese, unbelievable. I get it with a little cheese, like the nacho cheese. Honestly, I really like the the buffalo with the cheese, the buffalo chicken with the cheese in it. Oh, but, I did try that once. It's good. My stomach. It gets you. Denied me. Remember when we talked about food poisoning? <laughs> I didn't get it from there, but I mean, you can you know what I'm thinking here. It was a rough time for me. So I can't really have it, but they do have some good food. I'm a QT guy. Jogo. Jogo. Do they have a QTs in Jogo? They don't. They have other gas stations, but they also, they kind of started having food in like a corner bakery in the gas station. Apparently, my dad was saying it's been a thin thing there forever, and he loves Quick Trip. He stops at Quick Trip just about every day on his way home, gets himself a milkshake, lots of food items, candies. Pizzas. He says the pizzas are good. <laughs> Actually, I have their. I have, I've had their slices. You know what? I will refuse to try just because what? I have respect for myself and my my own stomach and my bowels is the breakfast pizza they have. Why? Well, I would think that would be good. That literally looks like uh, it looks like a laxative in a in a box. You know, like a cooked, like an oven baked. Well, I haven't seen it, so it doesn't look appealing. 
Looks gross. I mean, it's gas station eggs and it's gas station cheese and it's like, and I feel Why like it's are you been hating like on sitting, gas station quality, Well, I feel like baby. it's been sitting there and then it's like, oh, you want it? Okay, cool. We'll put it in the oven. Well, don't they have an, a place now in Quick Trips? They I don't know. They just made yeah, it for you bag. right away. I'm yeah. just like I stick with the paninis back there. It's just simple. Okay, it's bread. You know, it's kind of the flatbreads. My roommate loves the flatbreads. Yeah, you just can't really screw those up. Even though, I mean, they can they can mess you up too. Well, overall, it was a great experience. I can't wait to go back. I uh, got good quality time with my family. Saw where they grew up, schools they went to, houses they lived in, things I had heard about my entire life. It took 25 years to get there. Finally got there. Can't wait to go back. Maybe we can all go together. We can roll around in our own poo and attract the most beautiful women in the world. Yep. But not only do we have Kyle on today, which is special. Super. But we're going to have a second guest Thanks, on. Guys. This is going to be for an interview because my man Nick Nepic, who works with me at 105.3 The Fan, uh, is an NCAA tournament college basketball wizard. I mean, the dude knows his stuff, and I miss the tournament completely. Yeah, you're clueless. So I figured, let's call him up, and uh, I don't even know if he knows we're calling. I hope he's away. Really? I hope he's no, away, I, too. I'm pretty sure he's prepared. I think he's ready to go. This is our very first ever Colin. Nosebleeds Colin. Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Shouts out to Nick. This is He's a pioneer. He really is. Gosh, this is fun. I hope we—he's going to be great. We might ruin it. No, we usually ruin things. <laughs> yeah. I stink. I think this has been a terrible start to the show for me personally. Yeah, I would say so as well. But hey, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. I usually finish well. So you guys, you guys are bringing on a different guest host. You're just saying I'm not enough for you guys? No, no, no. You're no, he's not hosting. Enough. No, this no. You're saying? This is a quick interview. Mm. This is just an interview. This so is I, just... get to, I get to be the host with all of this going on. Oh, we're ringing. We're ringing. Oh. Wow, this is actually really cool. Yeah, we're calling him right now. This is This is live. Well, you're listening to it whenever you're listening to it. <laughs> to us, it's live. We are live, baby. Hello? Hey, Nick. What's up? What's up, dude? Nick Nepic, the great. He sounds surprised. Nick Nepic, he does. I, I think I caught him off guard. Nick yeah, Nepic. I, I was not busy at all. What were you doing? Were you watching I, Sons of Anarchy? I just finished it today, hours ago. Oh, no. The, the whole You finished season seven? I finished the entire thing. What'd you think? <laughs> Well, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. Yeah, that's uh, fair. No, we can give a spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler yeah. alert. All right, you're good, Nick. You're free. Yeah, if, you, if you have not seen it, stop listening now. Fast forward like 30 seconds. But anyway, I liked the ending. However, I think that whenever a main character dies to end the show, to end any, any series, is sort of a cop-out ending. And so that kind of annoyed me. Damn, Nick, I can't believe you just revealed that. So I guess you, you didn't like Breaking Bad? I have not watched it, but thank you for ruining it. Way to go! I kind of felt the same way. I, had you read that, I guess, Kurt Sutter, who was the creator of Sons of Anarchy, he wanted to do it like a Hamlet style. So he knew that ultimately the death was going to end everything. Hmm. So that, that was the plan. That I was guess. the plan, him to come full circle and ultimately... That was how it was going to end. He was not going to survive the series. I guess, I mean, then that's okay. I really liked that he kind of closed every, like, he tied up everything, like, before he, you know, died. Like, he, you know, killed all of the people that were going to hurt the club and, you know, did all, he he took care of everything before. So it wasn't like a, a selfish move or yeah. anything like that. Jack's always has a plan. Old Jack Stella, one of the greatest television characters yeah. Of all time. All right, who's and better? I, I, I that think Jack, underrated. That Jack or Jack Bauer? 
I'll take Jax Teller. Yeah, Jack, I'll take Jax Teller. And that's tough because I love Jack Bauer, but uh, I'll take Jax Teller. All right. All right, Nick. I, so I agree. I know you love Jax. All right, Nick Nepic is on Nosebleed Seats. By the way, Zach Wolchuk, Nick, you know who I am, but I'm with Eric Giafalo, our producer Zach Babb, and our guest host tonight, Kyle Yeomans. Nick, for those of you that don't know, happens to be, is it the radio play-by-play voice of the Texas Legends? Correct. And you're doing some television, too, on the side at, at times, right? Fill in? Yeah, yeah, filling in on a TV for a handful of games. because you're, like, one of the sexiest men in DFW. they got to get that face on the tube. <laughs> well, I mean, according to some, but, you know, I don't like to brag. Well, I'll brag for you. <laughs> I think you're one of the top five hottest guys at the fan. I'll take it. Right? Nick Nepic also does fan flashes for us at the fan. And you actually hosted Weekend Host this week. Who was right. it with Chris? Chris Arnold? Yep. How'd that um, go? Sunday. It was it went, it was good. It was a lot of fun. We uh you know, we had some good talks and it's a good time of year, you know, there's basketball happening, baseball's about to start, uh NFL free agency, so there's a lot to talk to talk about. So it was a lot of fun. All right, Nick, I know you love yourself some NCAA basketball. You're all about it. Obviously working with the legends, you get to see a ton of D League basketball on the regular and you follow a lot of these collegiate players on their transition into the D League and the NBA. And I was overseas in South Africa, all they like is rugby, cricket, and soccer. I didn't get to see anything, nothing, from the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament other than some Bleach Report updates for the scores. Nick, what the hell happened? What did I miss? Well, you didn't miss a ton. I mean, it wasn't like the major upsets. I mean, you know, South Carolina beat Duke on Sunday. Did that break so your that, heart? I know you're a Dukey fan. Yeah, yeah, it did. But, like, I've gotten to the point where I'm not – like, I'm a Duke fan, and I have been since I was a little kid – but I'm not like I don't get, you know, overly upset anymore. I think it's just because I've learned to love the sport as a whole more than just the team, um, and so I kind of I try not to be too upset. Now I was upset. It, you know, Duke basically played a road game because of the the bathroom bill in uh, North Carolina. Oh. The, the NCAA did not want to uh, host games there because of that. So in you know, because of that, the games were hosted in South Carolina, which in Greenville, which is like, I think, two hours from South Carolina's campus. So they essentially played a home game. And so that really hurt Duke. Um, and so that was a little upsetting, but I understand why they did it. it. You know, it wasn't anyone's fault. It doesn't take away from what South Carolina did, but uh, just it's an interesting uh, bit that happened. But other than that upset, I mean, Florida State getting killed the way that they did uh, against Xavier, a team that has lost two starters earlier this year. Uh, I think that's surprising, but Florida state, I mean, they tend to do that. You can't, I, I mean, I like an idiot pick them to go to the final four because they have just so many guys on their team that are look like they're NBA ready. I figured they might put it all together, but they did not. And uh, they were knocked out, but no huge surprises really uh, other than that. All right, Nick. Well, uh, this is Eric here speaking by the way. Uh, and it's great to finally talk to you. I follow you, follow you on Twitter. Huge fan. You're awesome. I appreciate uh, that, man. But so I, I was watching SMU play for the very first time, uh, really, of the season, and this dude stood out to me, and I don't really know how to pronounce his name. It might be a South African name. Walchick, you, you can help me out here. It's like Semi Ojele. He's number 33, but he stood okay, out. Okay, yeah. He looked yeah. like a phenom. I've never heard of him before, but he just jumped off the screen. Is he is he a top guy, or did he just did he just play an incredible game? 
So he uh, was a top recruit out of high school. He went to Duke, actually, for two years. Really? And, uh, okay. Wow. He kind of got buried on the bench. His freshman year, if I'm remembering right, was Jabari Parker's freshman year, um, I think. But he kind of got buried in the depth chart, and as a sophomore, played even less. And so he transferred. He didn't play last year at SMU because that's when they were banned from the postseason. And so he saved his eligibility. So he has – he had this year and next year. Now he's probably a a first a late first round guy in the NBA draft, um, but he's a really good player. His name is actually pronounced Shemi, like S H E M I. Thank you for that. Yeah, Shemi Ojale is how you say it. What position does he play? He's a small forward. Yeah, and, uh, and he, Nick he's says a big guy. Nick says he's going to be towards the end of the first round. Shows what I know because I was like, I'm ready to turn in like the top three pick for him. Like I was like, this guy is unbelievable, <laughs> dude. He's like ripped. He looks like a grown man. He looks like he belongs in the NBA yeah, or the absolutely. UFC, like really whatever he, he wants. He is a, a a big body. His body is like you know because he's older. He's I think he's 22. Uh, he's older compared to most of the guys that will enter the draft if he chooses to do that. And so his body, I think, is really NBA-ready. He's a really smart player. He's a leader on that team, which is cool because he's only played one season. He, uh, I mean, is a great offensive player. He, I think he dropped 26 in that game that they lost to US, USC, which was a heartbreaker. Um, I was pulling for him. But, yeah, he's a, he's a good player. He's a guy to watch to see if he comes out at all. Um, he does have another year of, year of eligibility. But especially guys who get to be older, you know, NBA teams, I almost look at that as like a negative now. If a guy's 22 or 23, they've lost those years to work with them. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, SMU is a program that hopefully will stay stay somewhat relevant. And so if he wants to continue to build that, um, he'll stay. But I think he has a future if he decides to leave now. All right, well, uh, there's a lot of good players left in the draft. I know Tatum just for Duke, your boys just got knocked out, but – uh, of the guys left, who do you think is the best player NBA-wise when you're projecting to maybe even this year's draft? Who do you think is the best guy left in the tournament player-wise? <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I you know I have gone back and forth on Lonzo Ball a lot the more I watch him. And, you know, putting aside all of the ridiculous stuff his dad says, um, he's a really smart player. He just knows how to run a run a floor as a point guard. He's got really good vision. He, I mean, he can pass, he can defend. He's, you know, he's six, six, he's got great size for a point guard and what you could do like the Mavs, for example, uh, say, say they were to draft Lonzo ball and they would start Lonzo and Seth Curry. Well, on defense, they would probably use Lonzo to guard the two guard uh, because they're normally bigger. And then Seth Curry would slide and probably guard the one. Now against in games like against James Harden, who the point he's going to handle the ball a lot. He's probably going to go off for, you know, who knows thirty. You're probably going to put Lonzo Ball on him, but that that would give the Mavs the ability to kind of switch them around. Um, but Lonzo's he's he's really good. I don't know how how well he'll be able to score in the NBA. His shot is real goofy. He needs a lot of space to get it up, and I think in the NBA he'll struggle to do that. But one thing I think he has going for him is he has the highest floor of anyone in this class. I, I, if he's, you know, at worst, he's just going to be a solid 
rotation NBA player might make an all-star game here or there. Um, and of course, at best, he's going to, to change a franchise and they're going to get a franchise point guard and maybe even, you know, their next franchise player. So I think Alonzo Ball is probably the best, but I mean, ask, if you would have asked me, you know, two weeks ago, I might have said something differently. And then this is Kyle Yeoman speaking, Nick, and I uh, just wanted to go into the Sweet 16 matchups a little bit. There's a lot of good ones on the board, really, that are kind of sticking out. One that sticks out to me uh, is the Kentucky-UCLA matchup. You just talked about Lonzo Ball, and then you can bring in uh, Monk on Kentucky's side as well. W- what is your favorite matchup out of the Sweet 16 or maybe even a hypothetical matchup heading in deeper into the tournament? Well, I think that one is the best. I mean, I think that'll get great TV ratings. I mean, two of the bigger programs in college basketball. Uh, That one's probably my most anticipated just because, I mean, you know, they played once already. UCLA won at Rupp, which never, I mean, UCLA or Kentucky just doesn't lose at home. So that was, I mean, that was huge. And the game is being played in Memphis, I believe, which will, I mean, be almost a pseudo home game for Kentucky so that will be in their favor it should be an up and down game if if Kentucky can play the kind of defense they played at the end of the Wichita State game uh, that they'll be able to you know shut down UCLA which is tough nobody's been able to do that Uh, it should be a lot of fun the other game that I'm really looking forward to is uh, Purdue and Kansas Uh, Kansas obviously the big 12 winner uh, you know a team that a lot of people are picking to win it all but they also have Frank Mason and he's probably the leading candidate for player of the year but right behind him is somebody that not a lot of casual fans will know it's Purdue's Caleb Swanigan he's their center and uh, he has like 28 double doubles on the season which is far and away the most and it's almost a record Uh, it's a big 10 record and it's almost an all-time record for season double double so the matchup of you know, Caleb Swanigan, the big man, you know, down low, which you don't see a lot of anymore. Uh, and Frank Mason, the, you know, the leader and the point guard for Kansas, I think will be a fun matchup. But those are the two uh, that I'm most excited for. And then you mentioned hypothetical. Uh, if Gonzaga and Arizona both win, they could meet up in the Elite Eight. And I think that would be a ton of fun to watch. Yeah, that one would be a fun one. And then kind of a personal question here. I grew up in Waco, so oh, I'm a God. big Baylor fan. Sorry, I have go. to bring it up. Sick him. Got to sick him right, real fast. What do you think Baylor's chances are? A lot of people counted them out, said maybe SMU would knock them off in the second round. They've made it to the third round, and not, not only that, they got rid of Villanova and Duke along along right. the way, and they're the top seed in that bracket now. What are their chances to not only make it to the Final Four, but potentially challenge for a potential national championship? Well, I think they'll – they shouldn't, I should say, have many problems with South Carolina uh, in the Sweet 16. They sort of got almost a gift there. Now, South Carolina, of course, they won the Duke game, but I don't think anybody, you know, most people pick Marquette to win that first round game against South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not a, a a scary opponent when you're looking at Baylor. I think Baylor, you know, at a, at a time, they were ranked number one in the country. What was it for like a week? But they, for a lot of the year, they had one of the better resumes in college basketball. I think before they lost to Canton, you know, just couldn't overcome Kansas at all. You know, they were in the a good running for a one seed. And so I think they have a lot of talent. Uh, I, I don't have my bracket right in front of me, so I'm not sure who they would play in the Elite Eight if it came to it, who the, the matchup is. It'd be uh, uh, Florida or Wisconsin. 
Okay. Um, ooh, that's another fun game. I forgot about that one. But if they, you know, if they beat South Carolina, which I would pick them to do so, I would give them a shot against Florida or Wisconsin. Um, I think Wisconsin's probably the hot hand right now. You know, they just beat the number one overall seed. They've got veterans. But, I mean, Baylor definitely has a chance to get to a, a, a Final Four with, with South Carolina in the Sweet 16 and then either Florida or Wisconsin in the Elite Eight. They've got a shot. Now, I don't think I'd pick them in the Final Four, but you never know in college basketball. Well, Nick, before we get into who you're won in the Final Four, I want to know who you think can win this whole thing. i got to ask you about Dirk hitting that 30K. I know you're a big Dirk fan. Also working with the Texas Legends and working at the fan, you get to cover a lot of the Maverick games. You've gotten to see Dirk in person and practices and whatnot. What was that like watching Dirk hit 30K, and what does that mean for DFW Sports and for the Dallas Mavericks? Well, what's funny is I was actually doing a, le- a, a Legends TV game um, while that happened, and so I didn't get to watch it. Um, and we talked about it on the air, you know, and we had we told some Dirk stories, but. Man, I spent that whole night, like I got home and was reading articles and watching videos and, you know, reading tweets just, I mean, for hours about Dirk. And, um, I mean, it was just, it was special for me, and I kind of grew up on Dirk basketball. Like, that's the only, that's the Mavs that I've always known is Dirk is there. I've never known anything different. So, I think, I mean, it cements him as one of the greatest of all time, I think. You know, each milestone, you know, people start to recognize him more, especially nationally. He's always been kind of forgotten when it comes to, you know, the national media talking about the all-time greats. And he kind of got his moment, you know, of course, on SportsCenter and on all the radio shows and all sorts of stuff. But as far as DFW goes, man, I hope, I just hope people, like, appreciate the the great kind of superstar Dallas and all of the – you know, surrounding area has been given. I mean, the most selfless superstar, one of the greatest to do it, and he's going to have a statue in front of the AAC, I mean, as soon as he retires. So I think hopefully what this does is it just makes people appreciate him, you know, every game that we have left of Dirk because who knows how much longer it's going to be, but it was certainly uh, special for me to watch. And, you know, on those montage videos, there was a couple shots of, like the NBA Finals, and, you know, that was just incredible because that was one of the, the best sports moments in, in DFW history, I think, especially if you're any sort of Mavs fan. You really love that. And I don't think you can love I don't think there will ever be uh, a Mav that's loved even close to Dirk, and I also think that he should go down as the greatest DFW athlete of all time. Well, so, uh, Nick, would you say that whenever you were watching Dirk score that 30,000 point, do you think, like, can you admit that that night you definitely had, like, maybe even a 24-hour Dirk chub? Absolutely, 1,000%, yeah. 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 Baltic, too. I mean, it was, like, it was, like, it was emotional, like, because I think, I, I think it was just this moment of, man, he's about to be done. And, like, I just realized, like, when he does, you know, play that final game, Hopefully the last game he ever plays is in the American Airlines Center. Um, but I, I think it just made me like realize how close he is to being finished and how great he, he really has been for you know 19 years now. And to say Dirk might be the greatest sports athlete in DFW sports history is a crazy thought because this is such a football loving town i mean state in general but the dallas cowboys are the kings in terms of dfw sports but 
And I'm a huge Cowboy fan. I mean, you guys know this. I'm a Cowboy homer through and through. Nick, I don't know if, if you're aware how big of a Cowboy supporter I am. We're just scratching the surface on our work relationship and friendship outside of work. But I don't think I can argue with that. I mean, what Dirk Nowitzki's done for the organization and for the Dallas Mavericks is far greater than any singular player you can say has done for the Cowboys or maybe Mike Madonna with the Stars, but I think Dirk surpassed that. Certainly nobody on the Rangers. I, I think that that's a, an accurate statement now what Dirk's done. Yeah, I agree. And Madonna is the other one that comes to mind. But, you know, hockey is – it doesn't help that hockey is just not popular here. Um, and, and then for the Cowboys – you know, you probably you might say Emmett Smith, but he did play somewhere else, even if it was just for absolutely. A minute. Yeah, he went somewhere else, and that means something. You know, Dirk's gonna finish his career, you know, with twenty, maybe more. Who knows? With twenty seasons of the same team, you know, top six, maybe top five all time in scoring. I mean, I just don't think you can argue with it. Where do you think Dirk ranks as far as the all timers go at, at his position and just all time in general? I think it's tough. I think at his position, he's, I mean, what do you call Tim Duncan? I think is your first question. I think a center. Yeah. So if he, if Tim Duncan is a center, then I think Dirk is, you know, is one, one or two Carl Malone, maybe one, but I mean, Malone never won a championship. So am I forgetting anyone? I mean, Barkley would be in there, but, um, you know, I can't think of anybody I'd put, I'd put ahead of him. It was, was Larry Bird considered a power forward? Maybe a small? Yeah, I was thinking he was a small forward. So, I mean, people would probably put Malone, and if you're going to, you know, throw Tim Duncan in there, probably Tim Duncan. But Dirk's definitely the top two of that position. And then all time, I'm so bad at this because I'm such a Dirk homer. But, I mean, he's in my top 20, at, at least, and he's more than like – I mean, he's in, in my – let me re- rephrase that. He's in my top 15 at least. Um, and then he, maybe he cracks the top 10, but you know, with all the old names that I don't even, you know, think of anymore, I'm sure he's outside of that. But I, I think no, if nothing else, he needs, whenever you're talking about the greatest of all time, he at least needs to be mentioned in the same breath with, you know, that second tier, you know, not Jordan, LeBron, and I guess Kobe, uh, you know, you know, all, you know, and I'm forgetting the older names, but those guys, but he's definitely in that second tier for sure. I love it. And by the way, Eric is a huge Miami Heat fan, and he's still bitter about 2011. Well, he what? Well, I don't even know what to say. Eric, you can stop talking. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I, I think mean, 11 was total redemption. 06 and 11 balance each other out. I mean, tell me the Mavericks didn't get robbed in 06, Nick. Come on. Oh, they, like there is zero question. The only people that think they didn't get robbed are people who live in Miami. Yes, Eric, that is true. The Heat fans. Nick, you're so lucky I'm not talking right now. Eric, let me ask you You are this. so lucky, Nick. Eric, did you have you ever been to Miami? Nick, can you imagine if I was talking right now? <laughs> can you, Nick? I, I can I No can, you can't. Can. No you <laughs> cannot. Can. Eric, I just need you to answer this question. H- have you ever been to Miami? Of course, my father's there or well from there. Okay, then I, then I can understand that. I, I've and been I, a Heat fan since before even Shaq got there. You know what I mean? So it's like it's one of those deals. Okay. Yeah, but then I can then I have respect for you that if especially if it was like you were sort of raised to be a Miami sports fan, then yeah. Yeah, because I'm I, also a Dolphins fan. I mean, come on, why would I just choose that? Yeah, okay. Then I, I my respect for you is that. What about the Marlins? That's what I was going to ask. Nick, can I keep talking? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't care about the Marlins. Okay. <laughs> All right, Nick. I'm out. I'm out, Nick. All right. Thank you. All right, Nick. Now we got to get back to the NCAA tournament. This Sweet 16, I don't know what happened in the first two rounds. What you told me, I was able to gather a little bit about. I'd kind of like more depth, but that's okay. Um, let's talk about the Sweet 16. We already heard Kyle asked you about your favorite matchups, but going forward to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, to the championship, I picked North Carolina in a bracket and Kentucky in another. Do I have a chance? I think you do. I picked Kansas to win, but I'm not super confident in that. They've looked really good at times, so I think that's a good thing. But North Carolina is really good, and then I picked Kentucky to go to my Final Four, so they would have they'll will have beaten UCLA and North Carolina. Um, you know, John Calipari, say what you want about him, but he can coach players and he gets the best out of his guys come the postseason. So I think you really have a shot if you're taking Carolina or Kentucky. I took Kansas. I think Gonzaga, I mean, on the other side, I think Gonzaga, Arizona both have a chance. I just really don't see any of the lower seeds getting to the final four, you know, three or four, maybe. Uh, you know, Baylor could, Butler, uh, they have an outside shot. Butler's better than people think, but I don't know if they're good enough. But then like Xavier, and there's a sixth seed that I'm forgetting. I cannot think of who it is. Um, but I, I I just think the top seeds are, are way better than than the lower seeds. There's, there's a big gap there. And if you're picking a one or a two seed, you've got a really good chance to uh, to win the – to win the bracket, at least as far as the championship game goes. All right, Nick, I've got three final questions for you. First one, rapid fire. Here we go. Status of Longhorn basketball in Austin. My roommate's a big Texas fan. He would really be upset if I didn't ask you. I was a Shaka Smart believer when they hired oh, him at Texas. Me too, yeah. I was all in on Shaka, and they were top 25 to uh, start the year. But, man, what a dumpster fire that became. Um they lost their point guard and their best player. I mean, can't think of his name off the top of my head. That has something to do with it. I think the Big 12 being a good basketball conference, like better than people think, also has something to do with it. But really, like, I mean, what the hell just happened with Texas? Like, that was my thought because they just they had a really bad year. I mean, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're having to start over, but I think Shaka really needs to – figure something out going into this season because the big 12 is not going to get worse. And so uh, I don't, I wish I knew Like I wish I had answers, but I, I was really confused. You know, they were top 25 team. They kind of came on late last year and people were confident in them. Shock is a great coach, but it sort of was just a mess come the end of the season in Austin. I'm smelling hot seat for Mr. Smart. All right. You, you, you have, first of all, who's making the prediction so I can, so I can know. It's Eric. All right. It's that heat fam. Back to Eric. It's all right, Eric. I uh, I don't hate you. I only <laughs> I only hate Dwayne Wade. I actually love you, Nick. So hey, I appreciate that. Love you too. Question number two. See, I'm easy to change. Like it's easy to change my mind. Uh, Nick's easy going. Coming at you real hot here. This is a tough one. You already mentioned the Purdue center, but other than him, most underrated player left in the tournament right now. Oh gosh. Uh, the like as now. Do you mean? as far as NBA potential or just in general? I Just in general. Because probably, my next my next question is NBA potential driven. Okay, then probably uh, Ladarius Thornwell. 
He plays for South Carolina. He was the actually the SEC Player of the Year, but I don't think like most people would never be able to tell you that. Even like someone who's like a you know pretty standard college basketball fan, they would guess somebody from Kentucky, maybe from Florida, um, maybe you know A and M is probably like the third tier there. Uh, but yeah, he is averaging something like almost thirty points and seven boards a game. Wow! Th- through the first two. He had a monster game versus Duke. He's a really good player, but uh, he's probably the most underrated and least known name that's left in the tournament as far as, you know, especially on a team that nobody expected to be there. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. So I'm going to go with Thornwell from South Carolina. And then my last one, which is essentially a two-parter, and it might be the same answer. NBA prospect that you think remaining in the draft, who's the most talented? And then if you've got the number one pick in this lottery, who are you taking? Well, the most talented, you know, we touched on Lonzo. I think he's probably it. But as far as like underrated and most talented, I think TJ Leaf, he, you know, he plays for um, UCLA. I think he's a really good player. You know, he has some question marks as far as his size and his strength, but he's probably going to go just outside the lottery, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18, somewhere in there. Um, and he, He's a big part of that offense. You know, he stretches the floor. They have another guy named Thomas Welsh. He's like their de facto center. He's more like a power forward, but they'll play them together. And both of them can hit jumpers. Um, Welsh especially, he can hit a mid-range jumper. Like, he's almost automatic. And so he lets TJ Leaf sort of be like a, you know, a roaming type bigger guy, and he can shoot. I think Leaf's a really good player. I'm, I'll be inter- interested to see what teams think of his size and just how he isn't that big and he kind of needs to get stronger. But overall, I think he is a, he's a really good player, and I think he's going to go just outside that lottery. Well, Nick, thank you very much, man. This has been, this has been great. Where can we find you? Anything you want to plug? I mean, you got anything? What's the next Legends game coming up? Plug me. Oh, well, let me – I didn't even answer your question who I would take number one. I just remembered that. Um, uh, I already knew the answer, but you, you can tell the others. <laughs> it's going to be Mar- – I mean, Markel Fultz, I think he's – it's easy for me. I think he's the best player in the class, and it's not terribly close. I, I've i met one scout in my life, and we've talked a little bit. Like, we're not friends, so I'm not trying to, like, you know, name drop or anything. We've just met once, and I've talked to him for five minutes, and he told me that he's he knows some people that have faults or that have ball above faults. And I just don't see it. I think there's a, too many question marks with Lonzo. And de- like I don't know if I want to deal with all of the drama with his with his dad. I don't think anything his dad is doing is necessarily wrong. I just think it creates attention, and I don't know if you really want that attention. But yeah, I think Fultz is easy, the number one player. Uh, if I'm going to plug myself, I mean, I guess you can follow me on Twitter at Nick Nepic, um, N I C K N E P P A C H. My last name is weird. Um, Follow me on Twitter. I try to do uh, cool stuff there. My last, actually, my last Legends game is uh, this Saturday uh, in Frisco. So they will wrap up their season. Probably no playoffs. They're, I think, the last team uh, outside the playoff picture in the Western Conference in the D League. So we will wrap up Legends season, and then I'll just be uh, be doing whatever they ask me to at, at work and trying to fill my time. So we'll see. I, I hopefully I'll be, you know, a little busy come. NBA draft time just with like personal you know looking at players and and writing stuff I actually I'm writing a deer and fox 
uh, post for the morning. I'll probably put it up in the morning. So if you want to read that, it'll be on Twitter. But yeah, just follow me on Twitter and uh, I'll try to be cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm not that great. Proud of you, I, man. Proud of you. I, 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 I just, you know, plugging feels weird. I like, I wish I would have written a book. No, I love, like, oh. I love like, plugging. Go buy, go buy my book at, uh, you know, Barnes and Noble or Amazon, but I haven't written any books. So. What about Borders? Is Borders still around these days? Uh, uh, is it? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if it is. Yeah, I don't even, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not. Like the only place people buy books now is either Amazon or like they buy them like, e, like you know, on their Kindle or their iPad or whatever it might be. Like nobody, I, I feel like Barnes and Noble is real close to going out of business. Like I don't know that for sure, but I would not be surprised. Nick, would you go to South Africa with us and roll around in our own feces to pick up women? Uh, Say yes, Nick. Can, can I pick, like, do I know for sure that it will work? Like it's going to work. The South African women get crazy for it. 60% it's of the time. It's a theory that we came up with every time. Like wild dogs, baby. Yeah. If I knew it was gonna like absolutely like I I I'm getting too old to like be picky. No, like, about, yeah. Like like how I'm gonna you know get women. But these I are mean, South African women. Are are they? And like, they're not picky either. <laughs> as long as you smell they, like your own bleep. Are they like more into Americans or? I think or so. Yeah, they love the American uh, accent. Yeah. Interesting. Zach, do your best South African accent. I I he refused earlier. <laughs> Thank I don't you, know. Nick. I, I was like, I'm going to butcher this. Pressure him, guys. Come on, Zach. Do it, Zach. Yo, me bruise. Let us see some cracker, Come on out to Joburg. It's going to be great. to get some prawns and on like a scone, man. <laughs> yes! That was awesome. That was magnificent. Dude. That was incredible. I yeah, think I'm like a different person. Well, good. I can... What's the, what is the time difference in South Africa? They're seven way? hours ahead. That's not horrible. It wasn't okay. bad. Did you uh, have any jet lag? This is turning into my podcast now. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm asking you questions. Uh, I had a little bit of jet lag. I couldn't fall asleep at all the first night we landed, so I was up, and I was—I actually was falling asleep. We went out to dinner that next night, and I was falling asleep at the table. It was a little embarrassing. But uh, I got adjusted by the second day. It wasn't too bad. Well, great. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're back safely, and— had a good time in in South Africa, the other the other side of the world, basically. Essentially, yeah. Which is crazy to think about. It's nuts. Yesterday, I was in another continent, and now I'm sitting here doing a podcast in Denton, Texas. And what in the world is happening? In and this you world? smell like crap. I know. <laughs> Did you? I'm assuming it didn't work then. If you're back and you tried the whole rolling around, but you're like you're back in America. I didn't try it. I didn't want to do it alone. He wimped uh, out, Nick. He wimped out. Well, you know. We, we that's why we get three strikes so strike one zach i'm hopefully ready for can, two and three hopefully you can bounce back and we'll see where we're at all right buddy well we got to try and get you in studio sometime but we'll definitely yeah. have you back on later on in the tournament and definitely for the nba draft season we got to get you on you're you're one of the best i know and you're our first guest ever nick you're a pioneer we Beautiful. love you we thank you oh absolutely anytime guys anytime you you want me to try to act like i know what i'm talking about i'm always available so. perfect all right, you guys have a good one. All right, buddy, Nick, take care. Nick Nepic there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that was awesome, wasn't He that? had no respect for Jonathan Motley and those Baylor Bears. You know what? What about the Baylor Bears, Kyle? Tell us about them because I know nothing about Baylor basketball aside from Man, the women's size, coach dude. coming out in full-fledged support of the school regarding these rape allegations. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Oh. I, just, I just wanted to... <laughs> kind of just embrace the fact that we had our first guest on and I and I 
screamed at him at you the top of at my him. lungs. You did. Dude, but I wanted, I wanted real, to get that friction, man. Was that like, uh, man, was that disrespectful of me? Like I'm letting him into my home and I, and, I, and I disrespected him or was that cool? No, it was cool. Do you yell at people when they come to your house? He's Italian. Yeah, I mean, that's just what I do. I guess that's true. He's going to yell at you over a Texas Legends broadcast now. Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you, Nick. One of my favorites. One of the best guys, too. I mean, getting to work with him has been awesome. He's taught me a lot, and uh, I'm excited to get to work with him more in the future. He's a cool dude. We'll Hopefully definitely we have get to, to have him on yeah, more. Yeah, guest co-host or something. Yeah, absolutely. So, about Baylor, Kyle. Are we doing that now? Are we going that into are that talk, now? Are we talking Baylor? Uh, I just want to hear about your thoughts on the basketball team, like, before we transition out of the basketball talk. I mean... You seem I very excited. A, I think they have a shot. I mean, I'm biasedly, do you excited. really think they have a shot? Yes. Okay. Completely. Just like Walter. What's their draw now? Because I'm honestly, I, I'm so out of the loop here in terms of what the hell's happening in the tournament. So they're playing who? They're playing they're South, South, South Carolina. South Carolina, that's right. And so then if, if they, they move on, they play the Florida, Wisconsin. Florida and Wisconsin. Okay. And then if they win that, they play either Gonzaga or Arizona in the Final Four. Oof. The Bear is loose. It's possible. Oh, thank you, Zach. They did definitely get a good draw. <laughs> You're right. I, they even, I mean, even if you look at Arizona and Gonzaga, those are two solid teams. But at the same time, they're not the top top seeds. You know, it's not like they're playing North Carolina. Gonzaga or played a horrific schedule. Awful. They were, yeah. That is the most yeah. deceptive one loss season in the history of oh, college yeah. basketball. And the toughest Arizo- games were against St. Yeah. Mary's. Yeah. St. Mary's lost in the first round. And then. I don't know enough about Arizona to make a judgment call. Arizona's really a bunch good. Of crap. Arizona is really good. Okay. But if Gonzaga yeah. can get through Arizona, I think the Bears will be in the it, national okay. championship it, game. If it's Gonzaga versus Baylor, it's I think Baylor. Baylor's going to win. Baylor's yeah, exactly. win. Do they, they too much but that make. requires Gonzaga getting through Arizona. Yeah, so. that's very true. <laughs> Are they very supportive of the, the basketball team in, in, in Waco? Waco? Yeah. Not as much as you'd think. I mean, this is a team that's been to the Sweet 16 four out of the last eight years, and they, they sell out. During big conference games, so like West Virginia, Kansas, that's always going to be a sellout. They'll have the T-shirts and everything, and it's a great atmosphere. But if you have them playing some no-name school from out of nowhere, it's not like Duke or North Carolina where it's going to be a sellout no So if North what. Texas comes to Waco. I wasn't going to say that, but yes, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it. it's funny because the women's team has been good for a long time. They've been national. Griner, yeah, exactly. Pride they, of Nimitz High School. Yeah, there you go. I mean, they've, they've been really good for a while. National championships, been in Final Fours and everything. And they get Didn't they go undefeated one year? 40-0. Yeah. Yeah, with Brittany. And w- despite all of that, the men's team and the women's team are very similar. Even when the men's team was ranked number one in the country, they were still about the same kind of support as the women's team. It's very interesting. It's, it's not a basketball school by any means, but it... It might turn into that in the next couple of years. Why? He was an amazing teddy bear. Why would it not be a football school anymore? Yeah, isn't the football? I thought the football program was doing pretty well. They were killing it, dude. They were like top five, top ten. Art Bryles is awesome, like the hottest head coach in the country. He was really good. I guess it turns out they Wait, weren't, was they what? weren't they weren't killing it. They were they were assaulting it. Whoa, whoa what mm. are you talking about? Right? Yeah. Did I? How long was I in Africa? Not long, my friend. What happened? There's been, pro- some, there's been some bad things. There's been some stuff. The wackos bad of Waco. Because things. all I really knew about was like the check stop on the way to Waco. You got to stop there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great stuff. no, it is really good. And it's otherwise, Kalachis. you know, they built a sexy, sexy new stadium. Mm-hmm. Let's just say this, Walchick. 
Baylor is not a safe zone. <laughs> For anybody. The Jews? Anyone. Nobody. Fill him in. He's obviously clueless. Walchick doesn't know what's going on. Tell okay. him about all the bad things your favorite university has yeah, been doing. Yeah, so bad. It, it's, it was awful. Really? Zach, it, while you were in Africa, or I guess you were longer there than I thought, it seemed like it was only a week or so. But I guess the jet lag's in, worse than the, I thought. Yeah, man. exactly. Back in the summer, it started coming out that Use Arbriles, a different term, please. <laughs> it, it started being released... That no, that's not any better. Okay, well, Art Riles, <laughs> and along with maybe the football coaching staff, may have covered up some sexual assaults here and there. What? Yes. How do you like that bomb dropped on you, Walchick? Covered up how? By not telling authorities, nor trying to do anything about it, nor punishing the uh, the people. And I think one or two times they physically covered it up, like with a blanket. Yeah, I don't know about that one. All sorts of cover. I cannot up. confirm nor deny. I'm pretty sure. Sources say confirmed. Who are the sources and what's the proof? I don't reveal my sources. All right. Why? Favorite line of epidemic. Yeomans. What's Why up? is your school a bunch of bleep holes? I mean, is is water still wet? I mean, Something it, it, wet. it feels like it feels like every. Oh God. It feels like every. <laughs> It feels like every time strong, that I wake up in the morning, I look on my, my phone and I have Bleacher Report saying, oh, this coach is getting in trouble again. Oh, this player's getting in trouble again. I mean, Trayvon Armstead got arrested not but two hours ago again. I mean, he was kicked off the team his senior year. But at the same time, it seems like every day something happens and people in Baylor, at, at Baylor University in Waco, Texas, are doing something stupid. Are they going to get the death penalty? And the program. Do you really want me to go into this right now? Because I can't. Well, I mean, you don't have to go I super, can go really far. Deep. No, I can go. Don't go balls deep. Oh, I, I, I kind of want to hear, because you knew Arp Riles, I did. right? I did. So, Personally? Yes, actually. Oh, I was going to yeah. ask oh, you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. This has some I layers. I wouldn't have reached yes. this topic no if I didn't know idea. that Kyle yes. knew more than an average person I, and I talk do. about it. Well, and I'm here's glad, the thing. Yeomans, I'm yes. glad I knew this before I asked you if you thought Art Bryles was just under maybe Lucifer in terms of the you still crappiest him that, I, human I, being it, pecking it, order. I'm glad, like like devil? No, I'm glad I didn't ask you that. Lucifer, the Lucifer. I was going to ask he's you, pretty but I bad. didn't. The TV show on Fox. He's pretty bad. Here's here's the thing. So whenever you, you went through my list of, of things that I formerly worked at, and I purposely put in there ESPN Central Texas. Had a great time there. Had some... Really good mentors that I learned from, David Smoke, Paul Catalina, guys like that. Uh, but my main job during my internship while I was there was to go to summer practices for the Baylor football team and interview Art Bryles. And I would go to every practice. I'd sit there, and I would interview Mr. Head Coach Art Bryles, who at the time was uh, almost an equivalent to a king in Waco. Brought this team back, and I can go even further back than that. Whenever I was in grade school, I was cheering my Bears on. I remember back whenever Baylor was the bottom of the barrel in the Big 12. Just complete trash. Giving North Texas... When they were below the Kansas Jayhawks. Below that. They lost to North Texas in 2002. It's pretty bad. So, going on from that, I I've, I remember whenever they would have coupon books in Waco where it was buy one, get three free 
non-conference Baylor football Jeez, games. Get three they were just yes. giving them just away. Just giving away seats, trying to get people at Floyd Casey Stadium. And that's that, that's the, really cool stadium, by the way. I got to go to the second to last Floyd game Casey, there. Yeah. Floyd See, Casey. I, I've, I went to every game from 2008 to 2015. Every single home game for Baylor. It, that's two years into my college tenure at North Texas. I still went to Baylor game. That's dedication, dog. I, I am a huge Baylor fan. And I was from the very get-go, before Art Bryles, before everything. I remember the Guy Morris era. If you, you you guys don't even probably know that. Guy? Guy Morris. How you doing, Coached to Kentucky before he came to Baylor. And it, that's not the point. But with all this being said, I've been here from the, the, the rise and the fall. And if you're, if you're an ESPN producer, by the way, I want to do the 30 for 30 whenever this all kind of settles. Narrate. Hashtag truth don't lie is going to be the, <laughs> the title of that. Because that's the hashtag they used the last year of Art Browse. What if I told you? Yeah, there you go. So with all this being said, the rise and the fall of Baylor University is circle around, is all around the Art Bryles that you mentioned, Derek. And you talked about just underneath Lucifer. And I, like I said, I knew him personally. He gave me a scholarship. I can bring up the picture on my phone right now of me and Art Bryles buddy buddy on the stage at Floyd Casey or not Floyd Casey Farrell Center well did you did you call him Art or did you call him Coach do you have a nickname did I just call him Coach just Coach yeah it wasn't like a like a thing where I like went and sat down and had tea or anything yeah I didn't what up, call him Artie? Artie yeah no none of that but I mean I've I've been through everything that a Baylor fan can potentially go through and it's painful extremely painful I was talking to you guys before the show and saying Right now, to be a Baylor fan, especially in the North Texas area, it's it's almost like how it used to feel with, I guess I can I can relate it to homosexuals back whenever they were kind of mm-hmm. drowned out and they were afraid to kind of come out and say that they were gay. I'm afraid to come out and say that I'm a Baylor fan sometimes because it's that embarrassing to my like my fandom and my school. And now I'm I'm always going to be a North Texas fan first. If they ever played, I would cheer for North Texas. That's that's I, I'm go to the school. I'm I'm always gonna be mean green for life, that kind of thing. But I I will always be a Baylor fan as well. Well, Yeomans, I'm proud of you for stepping into our safe zone, coming out of the Baylor fandom. Yeah, closet, I made it out. Yeah, and just yeah. being yourself and owning. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I do love Baylor, and I've already I mean I've already proven that. I asked Nick about Baylor and the basketball yeah, team of course. and you went from every home game from 08 to 15 yeah that's also true but <laughs> i mean it, it's it's embarrassing but the thing is with that is i get to know a lot of what happened because not really what happened i still don't really know what happened but in terms of things that were released to the public because i had to learn it being up out of the safe zone and into north texas like you said eric being in the denton area everyone who is not a baylor fan and their dogs decide to come over and ask me what is happening in Waco. And so that's why I took the liberty of reading the entire Pepper Hamilton and Baylor Board of Regents findings. Good Lord. And I even brought him in today to talk about it. I read all of it. All right, well, give me and the uh, cliff notes. Where's the cliff notes? This is that, impressive. I mean, I'm holding basically. all of them. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, need, I need the cliff notes. So basically what happened was... You want to swap? Well, no, yeah, actually, you, you can, you the can cliff notes are... No, dude, that looks like a hole. Yeah, that's geez. a cliff note. That's a novel. That's not. They haven't released the the actual Pepper Hamilton report, and oh, nor do geez. I think they will. That's that's one problem is that, that we're that like, I've had all the damning stuff. Yes. Really is yes. Yeah. So what happened was Baylor. Whenever this all started happening, it. I'm going to start from the beginning. Let, let me just start from there. 
This all came to fruition whenever a player by the name of Sam Ukuwachu came from Boise State University and transferred over to Baylor. Whenever he was at Baylor, never touched the field, never did anything at Floyd Casey Stadium. Or not Floyd Casey, I guess McLean Stadium at that point. But with that being said, he never touched the field, but at the same time, he had a relationship with a soccer player at Baylor. And apparently some things went too far. Female soccer player. Female soccer player. Things went too far, ended up being classified as assault. Nothing was done about it until the police, the Waco police, ended up arresting Ukuwachu, bringing him into custody. And then Baylor was like, oh, we didn't know anything about this. Do you know how long that took for him to get arrested in, in the act? It was a couple months. Okay. I and can't what, remember and, off the top of my head. And what year are we talking here, time frame wise? When I think you say this the was beginning. 2013? Okay. So I just believe? a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, it's It's been a while since I've refreshed myself on the, all of this. But. At the same time, that's where it really began. Now you can go farther, farther back. Uh, Tevin Elliott back in like 2011, 2012 ended up getting arrested, but, but that was a different thing. But this soccer player one is the one that really sprung This is it. the one that really brought the media's attention to it all and really it, it got, especially outside the lines. It, outside the lines picked it up, and they're the ones that really started digging deeper and finding more and more happening throughout it all. Isn't that not the last person you want to find out about what what mischievous things you're doing is Bob Lee? Oh. The only the <laughs> old that face, right? That's the only face you don't want to see. Okwachu, did you pronounce it? Yeah, was it 2013? Died in June 2014. Okay. 2014. So right. yeah, Thank so you, it, was a, it was a little bit after that. So it was the the McLean Stadium days then. So with all uh, with Ukuwachu and everything that happened with him, Baylor decided to take a step back and say, oh, we didn't know anything about it. And sure. Boise State came out and said, no, we totally told you. We told you about this guy before he transferred over that he was a bad problem. And so that's where outside the lines was like, oh, this is getting kind of weird. These two schools are looking at each other and being like, no, you didn't tell me this. You didn't tell me that. But I did tell you this and I told you that, that kind of thing. And that's where Outside the Line started looking at it. So they released some of the files and whatnot from the transfer report. And it turns out Boise State didn't tell them anything. There were check marks of, has this player had any kind of uh, troubles in terms of, I guess, okay. behavior in the past? This is starting, is this is starting Chris to Peterson yes. came out and yes. said, I did, I told them. Okay. Yes. I know and, what you're talking and, about. But he didn't, though. So he all didn't. the way in South Africa, Walchik, you were able to. I was <laughs> I was in Joba. You're then. remembering it all. My brew, I had my coffee, my cappuccino, and my scone, and I was ready to go. And now I remember the story. Love it. Yeah, it's so good. But anyways, so Chris Peterson may have told somebody by word of mouth talking about this happening, but in terms of no one wrote paper it down. Documents, nothing happened to Baylor University, but still, that's where the the dominoes started to fall. It's the blemish. The and first then after one. that. Outside the lines got a hold of it, started finding about it, about the Tevin Elliott stuff, started talking about all of these other sexual assault findings that it just kept getting uncovered, uncovered, uncovered. And then before it got really bad, throwing pins around, before it got really bad was whenever Sean Oakman, who was an NFL draft prospect, and an internet Six, nine, meme. And an internet meme. Talk about yes. a walking Just HGH. Unbelievably like huge. Advertisement. And, and you, this is something, this is a little tidbit that maybe only Waco and know about. But while he walks around on campus, he has here, he, not anymore, he's in jail. But yeah. whenever he would walk around on campus, he had a cobra. And he would keep it around his neck. And Alive? He would walk the, oh, yeah. 
Oh, so he had Art oh, Bryles. Yeah. So he had Art Bryles hanging from his neck oh, all the time. That's cold. That's interesting. He had his coach, Art Bryles. Cobra. Yeah, a snake. Yeah, a snake. Yeah. But anyways, so he'd have the cobra around. Or not, it wasn't a cobra. What is the? I'd have kicked that term? kid off the damn team. Don't put a snake anywhere near me. <laughs> I don't. I, it's not a cobra. What is the term of the one that squeezes you? Is that a? Uh, a boa constrictor. Yeah, one of those. What? Are, I don't even. And Art Bryles. I don't even remember. It was a big, gigantic snake. So even he had it Miami? around the neck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> had it around his neck, and if that wasn't enough, he was shirtless. And he also had three bulldogs that he would walk just How around campus. How is that campus. even legal on campus? If yeah. I saw someone do that, see, it's not a safe zone. <laughs> Guys, Waco's not a safe zone. That's hey, the first. Hey, hey, hey. Waco is different than Baylor. Listen, man, Baylor and Waco is not a safe zone. But what about Fixer Upper? Even none of the QTs in Waco are there safe There are zones. no QTs in Waco. There you, there you know. There is there a really is. good Dairy Queen that yes. I always stop at driving back to Houston. The only good thing there. Grab a blizzard. I always go to the Raising Canes by Floyd Casey, yeah. and then I'll cut back, go around that little, uh, what do you call them, the circles in the middle of the road mm-hmm. that cause wrecks. Yeah, the circle. The circle. Yeah. I go around the circle, down to the, the Dairy Queen, and then go all the way down to the road, hop back on Highway 60 Houston. There you go. And you ever been to Health Camp? I've never there. been to, oh no, I have been to Health, health Camp. Health Camp's awesome. A friend of mine who went to Baylor, she took me to Health Camp. Incredible. Love Health Camp. Anyway. spell on my ass? Waltz, what do you want? I want to know what you ordered at this Dairy Queen. <laughs> Cookie dough blizzard. That's nice. it. Yeah. Get the steak fingers. You know. Just get the ice the cream. tacos. I actually don't like their steak fingers. I don't not like really. I'm either. not really steak fingers in general. Yeah, I actually either. never go there. But I would probably just get a blizzard too. Mm-hmm. But I would never go to the one in Waco. That's for sure. It's not that bad, guys. It's all right, man. So yeah, it's not that bad. So so this anyway. guy starts a, a snowball effect, and then it turns yes. out everyone at Waco or everyone at everyone Baylor with the football team ends up yeah being being assaulted so yes sean oakman goes to prison uh he ended up that was really the final straw for baylor and the board of regents so they they released the story of how they were going to fire ken or not kendall bros ken star they were going to fire ken star who was the president of the university and they were really going to try and make him the scapegoat they were going to say like oh like ken star was the one that hit it all like we're gonna fire him Wait, so we so don't have report, to fire Bryles. a report came out of mm-hmm. that that yes. they were trying they yes. were basically gonna frame ken star no, so they, 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 they were gonna put the blame on him yeah they were gonna try and blame ken star for it all and it ended up he was actually involved with it so he ended up losing his job anyways but at the same time they were gonna demote him to like a higher ranking to try and kind of take the media off their tail and try and shift the blame elsewhere so they could keep Art Bryles and try and keep winning football games. So whenever that happened, Ken Starr was like, uh, no, I didn't do any of this. This wasn't me. And so as soon as that came out that Ken Starr was like, nope, that wasn't me. Didn't do it. They fired Art Bryles. Took him out. Chopped off the head of the snake. Continued on. Literally. Hopefully. Anyways. (laughs) Going on from there, they ended up firing Ian McCall who was the athletic director at the time, and then Ken Starr as well. So they they fired every... So they cleaned house. They cleaned house in terms of head coach, athletic director, and president. And there was other people that were involved too. So there were there were young, some other employees that may have had nothing to do with any the of it. the sheriff and the police station? Yeah, I mean, how deep did this go? And I'll get into that. And there was... There were people everywhere that were losing their jobs, getting fired because the Baylor Board of Regents decided that, oh, 
The media is on our tail. We need to we need to turn this around now. And they continued to push it and really they, they, they may have fired some people that they shouldn't have fired. I'm not going to say any names, uh, but especially people that I knew personally that should not have been fired because they had nothing to do with it. And at the same time, Art Bryles is coming out saying, didn't do this. I, I didn't know anything. And then he does the college game day interview where he's basically trying to make everybody feel sorry for him. And that's the point where I knew it was, it was, Art Bryles was a scumbag. It was kaput. Yeah. And I, I'd always been, I'd always given Art Bryles every chance that I possibly could have. Well, you I knew him. You built a relationship. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't necessarily one of the ones walking around because there were people at Baylor that are just completely oblivious to the whole thing. And they were wearing hashtag CAB shirts, like Coach Art Bryles, like, oh, bring him back. Like, we need to win football games, blah, blah, blah. Like, he didn't, face right he didn't now, do anything. Disgusted. Oh, it was awful. It is, it's terrible. Absolutely, just indescribably awful and embarrassing. Incredulous. Yeah, hey, great. Awesome. I wish I had a bell They were not composed about it. Yeah, no. Wasn't happy with this at all. You're not going to win that way. Not going to win and that way. I, I wasn't one of those people really coming out and saying, oh, Art Riles didn't do anything because he there's no way he didn't know about what was happening underneath his own nose. There's no way. Mm-hmm. He had some recollection. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have lost his job. I think he the firing him was the right move, but I don't think he should be just – or I didn't think he should have just been banned from collegiate athletics from there on out. And then he did the college game day interview. He didn't put any of the blame. This is where he really else. showed his Lucifer self, right? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And he came out and he said, basically, feel sorry for me. I, I messed up. Like, <laughs> boo hoo. Played the victim card. He played bit. the victim card a little bit, which is totally wrong because mm-hmm. there are real victims Absolutely. here that haven't gotten justice yet. And once again, I'll get into that. That's whenever I, I, I kind of put off and said, okay, Bryles, he's a scumbag. He, he didn't do it. He didn't he didn't do what he needed to do. And and one of the things because of what I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this. Because of what I was able to to see from him in terms of what he did during the rise and then the fall, I think Art Bryles is a nice guy. I think he's too nice of a guy. You take that back. No, really. I think the reason why this whole thing started is because he was trying to protect his players. He was trying to his niceness blinded him. Exactly. His paycheck. He, he started, he was, maybe his paycheck. May, I don't even think that. Winning record. Maybe that. I don't know. But at the same time, I think he was trying to protect his players. He really cared about those guys. And you saw that whenever he did get fired. Every Baylor had the number 14 recruiting class in the country. And then he got fired and they went to like 230. Lost all but one recruit. And it was like a three-star tight end. Whenever he got fired. So many players transferred. Jared Stidham, who's now going to be the Auburn starting quarterback, was going to be a, an absolute stud at Baylor. Transferred. Good. Uh, Trendavian Dixon, one of the top receivers out of high school ranks in Texas history, out of Navasota, transferred. Good. So many people. Good. Four and five star recruits. That's what I'm talking about. All left house because Art Bryles was fired. Not because of the scandals. They were still there, and then once Art Bryles was done, they backed off. Well, and I think it's because of the relationship that he had with his players. He was too nice in trying to protect their personal lives, protect them in everything that was happening, that he lost sight of what was really important. And that's why I think he's a scumbag, because he didn't he didn't 
look at what was really important there. There were people's lives that are ruined and or severely hindered because of the actions of his players. And he didn't see that. He was looking at the players in front of him face-to-face, eye-to-eye. And that's what ended up messing up his career, messing up the whole program and whatnot. So now that brings me to present day. You talked. To, you asked me the question earlier, should Baylor get the death penalty? Yes. No. Yes. And here's why. Is it because it's really called the repeat violator rule? Is it because you're Not a fan of the damn oh, okay. team? No. If, 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 Baylor lost, if Baylor lost football, I wouldn't blink an eye. Actually, I would. I'd be very sad. But at the same time, the people who did this are not at Baylor University anymore. They cleaned house. Like I said, Kendall Bryles is now with Lane Kiffin in the Conference USA. We're going to have to deal with him in a little bit bad. But Anyone want to drive to Boca Raton? Yeah. Anyone want to <laughs> listen to Lane Kiffin's pump-up so, video like we played on the yeah. first show? Yeah. So Kendall Bryles is, is not at Baylor. Phil Bennett at Arizona State now, not at Baylor. I believe there's two or three. Actually, I don't even think it's that much anymore. I think it might be one. One guy left at Baylor University that was on the staff or like in the football program that did not lose their job. Get rid of them. And are still there. That's Get rid of them. And that's where I agree. Get rid of whoever was on the – I don't even care if they had anything to do with it. And I, I feel bad saying that. Get rid of whoever was on this this list of people who were involved with the football program. Completely clean house. Get everyone out of there, which they've done to a good amount. Just I, I believe there's a couple more left. I might be wrong. They might all be gone. But with that being said, people, I mean, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, people around the country really are looking at Baylor and saying, death penalty. If SMU got the death penalty for paying players this should be more so than the death penalty this this school the name that is on the jerseys right now is not what happened or is not what caused these bad things to happen and these bad things to be covered up they were individuals who did these acts who did the cover-up and ended up screwing everybody else over basically literally okay Get them all out of ba- there. See, but Baylor University itself is not the culprit. It's the individuals. Take Lane Kiffin, or not Lane Kiffin. Take Kendall Bryles, ban him from collegiate athletics. Let's throw Lane Kiffin into this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, we'll throw him <laughs> in yeah, there. Ban him from- Lane's been banging a lot of people, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah a lot of, young, lot of youngins. Nick Saban's he's daughter. New- he's newly divorced. I'm that happened, sure. right? <laughs> I said that happen. on a show, but I, it had I wasn't happen. sure, but I think that that did happen. It had to happen. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Anyways, so Baylor as a school should not be death penalized because of the actions of a couple individuals who aren't there anymore. Punish the individuals. That's like going back to North Texas days and saying, oh, let's give North Texas the the death penalty right now because Dan McCartney's coaching staff, man, they did some rough stuff here. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just dumb. Yes, but I do think you can shut the thing down for a little while. I mean, how are they still? How is tw- I don't understand how this next football season is even a blimp on their radar at this point. How probably are not even- going to be. Okay, so they're not even going to play <laughs> went, this next season. They are, but they went six and six this past year. No, but I'm talking about it should be they're going to suck this no. next, next year. That's what the death penalty is. 
No, but I'm saying, yeah, death penalty is presumably like you're for like a long time. The I wish no, the death penalty, SMU, SMU, the death penalty was only for one it's season. It's only one year. But oh, it was it's one year. And, 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 and it yeah. ruined like, SMU. Damn, yeah. yes. And it ruined it's still SMU, football. SMU football. Yeah. Yeah. To this S- day. To this day, SMU is not recovered. And from that the death was penalty. done because they were paying players, correct? Yes. Yeah. The and repeat if, violator rule. If the death penalty would have happened, Art Bryles and. The rest of that coaching staff still would have been at the helm. I would have been okay with. I would have been calling for it if those guys were still there. But they're not. These are guys here, Matt Rule's coaching staff, coming in that have done nothing with Baylor University and this was the up thing, until now. And this was the thing with SMU too, where the death penalty came in, is because they caught SMU paying players and they told them to stop, and they kept playing players. They kept going, and they did not fire any. The, the only person. They didn't really even fire anyone. They just kind of the head coach left to become the coach of like the Buccaneers or something yeah. like that, and that was it. And they kept paying players, and so that's the second time. That's why the, the real name of the death penalty is called the repeat violator rule because they caught him again exactly. and said this is enough, and they shut down and SMU's football program. Now people are calling for that, saying like, "Oh, this keeps happening." What what is happening is just more reports are coming out. Nothing else is happening from this moment on. If now, if Matt Rule's coaching staff comes in and we have four sexual, or actually, I'd, I'd be okay with one. If there were yeah. one sexual assault from a player throughout this season, and they cover it up or do something against it, now if there's a sexual assault and they they clear him out as instantly, which is that should have been done in the first place, should have been done in the first place, then that's fine. But if they cover it up and something comes out that they that the Matt Rule coaching staff covered it up, death penalty, get rid of the program, take a wrecking ball to repeat McLean violate Stadium. Rule. exactly. There you go. That's exactly right. The the things that are being said are all happening underneath the watch and the tenure of Art Bryles. That's like saying the logo of the B interlocking with the U is the culprit of all of this. And that's what people are calling for, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, they, I mean, listen, if any, if any college football team or any college team ever was going to be punished, this is the one. Or I, Penn State. I agree. Okay, yeah, Penn State, same thing. Oh, and Penn, I think Penn like, State handled that whole thing terribly, too. Yeah, yeah Penn yeah. State, and whatever happened to them needs to be at least that. I mean, it needs to be some serious stuff, man. I mean, Is come it four on. four-year? What did Penn State get? I mean, they, they threw a lot of probation? teams over was for four. Was it much four? less. I think it was four, and then they reduced it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard for me to It's hard for me to. You know why they reduced it, though? Fathom that they're having a season. Because the new people the new in there. coaching staff changed. I think it was yes. Bill O'Brien, right? Yes. Took over. Uh, Bill O'Brien for one year, and then James Franklin. Yeah. But the coaching staff and the, the regime changed is why they got it reduced because yeah. those people had nothing to do with what was happening. And that's what's happening now. The people employed by Baylor University at this moment are not responsible for what happened with those sexual assaults. The thing that irks me more, you know, because you're right, they've cleaned house. Yeah. I think that's good. And I get what you're saying. And I can back that argument. Don't affect the kids, the players, and the coaching staff now Let's punish the for something that was done prior to them getting there. I yes. get that. Yeah, definitely punish the individuals. What the hell was going on with the police, the sheriffs, the people in law enforcement, and maybe in politics there that were also aiding and possibly covering all of this up? That's where it starts to leak and get a little hairy for me because that's, I mean, that's a deeper issue than when it comes to your head coach protecting a player. Now you're talking about a city covering up a heinous crime because they enjoy winning football games. Wacko's a Waco, baby. And here's... I have a theory on this. I don't have 
it gets cloudy, like you said, because this isn't discussed in the Pepper Hamilton reports or even in any of the findings, what the police knew and what the police didn't know. Waco, before Baylor football was a powerhouse, or I don't even know if it was a powerhouse, before they were better than what they were, Waco was kind of in a state of what is our identity? They didn't know whether it was going to be based on the Brazos River. They didn't know if it was going to be based on Baylor. They didn't know if it was going to be based on downtown. They were kind of just in this state of lingo, where they or limbo, I guess, where they just were sitting and waiting for something to happen to build Waco up. And there was a lot of crime in the downtown area. And because of Baylor football and because of the crowds that I brought in and the money that I brought in, push that crime back across a river more toward Bell Mead, and even that's not as bad as it used to be. And Waco revived... Waco suddenly became a very attractive place to be. Very much so. They revived their downtown. I mean, look at Fixer Upper now. That place is the... It's one of the destinations for women across Texas is because they want to go to Magnolia Market in the middle of downtown and go see silos that, by the way, I climbed in high school as a little hoodlum. Before they were even famous, I climbed those silos. Yeah, I don't just think. By the way. I don't think the ladies want to go there anymore, my friend. No, they still do. No, if no. you've been down there, it's mass. Hey, Eric, you would like this. These are like eighteen to twenty-two dimes. Dimes in the middle of Waco, just walking around with a lot of money in their pockets mm. to spend. Yeah, and they need that's a the temptation. They need that's a, the hell temptation. They need the wacko a friend to go and eat got going at a down there. food truck with. I'll go to Austin for food trucks. Hell, I'll go to freaking Eastside on the square for food trucks. Are you kidding me? Wait until the Arts and Jazz Fest. Yeah, that one's pretty cool, too. But anyways, because of the the money and then the the pride that this Baylor football program started bringing in, and then, I I mean, look at the beautiful stadium. Zach, you talked about it earlier. It's just gorgeous. It really is. Walking or driving down I-35, they rebuilt those bridges and everything. The coolest thing, I was driving up from Houston back to Denton at like 2 a.m. Hazy night. I think it had been raining. Finally stopped. The lights on the bridge. And they, no. Oh. The the green lights at McLean. Oh, after a win? After a win. Yeah, those are cool. That thing, man, the whole sky yeah. was freaking Baylor green coming oh, from that all the really way down cool. to that, that stadium. It was cool. It's like how North Texas lights up the, the big clock tower. They yeah. do the same thing, but they also but light at a, up their stadium. Yeah, yeah but at a giant 75,000-foot stadium yeah. or seat stadium. Baylor yeah. should be shining red and, like, shooting fire because that's what it is. That's what it represents. Not <laughs> green. Don't steal my mean green, mm. Baylor. Clearly, Eric is... You know, Baylor's older than North Texas, right? Hating. I mean, he does not sure. Like Flexer, anything to do with Wake. Right. Like go 40, ahead. Forty-five years. What, when did when were we established, Yeomans? Go ahead. What was our year? Nineteen eighty. Who was our Texas? founder? Go ahead, Yeomans. Who's our founder? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. North Joshua Texas founder. Joshua C. Chilton. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay, well. Oh, okay, Chilton well. Hall. Oh, yeah, Chilton Hall. <laughs> okay, well. And North Texas was founded as the Teacher Training Institute mm. in nineteen. 19- 11. Man, what's it like just having useless knowledge just floating up there? What's that like? I am great at things that will never get me far. 1911, you take out that first one, 911. That's what needed to be called. That's what Baylor something needed to be done. It may have been called. Yeah, but it didn't work. No, No, it probably got called and they hung up on him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Overall, it's a a sticky sitch, no doubt about it. And And, and it's embarrassing. And it is. And I think And disgusting. 
For for a Baylor fan who who waited for as long as I did to see success in a football program and to see wins, I got those wins and I got those memories and they were great. But now they're just all kind of tarnished and yeah. they're thrown away. It, it, it almost I was having a conversation with with Dave Barnett on this and he talked about how the the death penalty may be a little bit too far, but they should take a wrecking ball to, to McLean Stadium because the success built by Art Bryles is what built that stadium, and it's sad to me. The those devil are, built it. Those are great memories. McLean that Stadium. I had, at and they Floyd just Casey took a wrecking and, ball to Floyd Casey. Unfortunately, yeah. a couple months ago, that was I drove a sad stadium. I drove by to that Raising Canes the very yeah. last day Floyd Casey was standing. Oh, I was there too. Really? Yeah, I was in town. Well, then maybe we just missed each other. No, I mean. Yeah. We could have met a Dairy Queen. And Walt, I was going to say, Walchick was getting a blizzard that day. And I couldn't have been further <laughs> from that hellhole. Why the you hell do you TCU. think I was getting a blizzard, huh? Well, I didn't want... What are you trying to say? Well, what are you trying to say, Eric? No, because blizzards are good. Why are you pointing the finger Eric, here, huh? Awful. Everybody loves blizzards. Lucifer, R. Bryles, Eric Chiefall. Oh, Jeez, how dare dude. you? You forgot Sandusky? <laughs> He's above Lucifer. From 1996... To 2010, Baylor did not have a winning record in football. Oh gosh, don't remind me. And then they were good out of nowhere. Yeah. RG3. And I still love RG3. I will always love RG3. And now they're Unless probably going to be back out, down in the toilet Apparently again. he covered up a scandal, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Maybe. I do have a, a mini football helmet. Described. It's like a, one of the chrome you ones. You throw that away. <laughs> and it's signed by, signed by Art Bryles. It's basically you mean like Lucifer. Yeah, it's basically like having a Jerry Sandusky signed mini helmet, or the devil's. <laughs> the devil signed your helmet. That haunts your. Room you know, at somewhere night. Oh, someone golly, has a Jerry Sandusky know. mini helmet that's <laughs> signed. It's just someone's just, just like, what do I do with this? <laughs> Man, I'm gonna cannonball out of this conversation. Seriously, right I think now. the way to wrap this up is if you see this kind of stuff going on, tell someone. Tell somebody. Report it. An authority Stand figure. up for the victims. Stand up for your friends. Stand up for your fellow students. Whatever it is, just yes. human beings in general. I, I don't care if you go to the school or not. If you see something, if you hear something is going on, speak up and stop it. And if you see Art Bryles, punch him in the freaking face. It's probably in Stephenville somewhere. There's a quote from Brent Mudsberger, I think. Musburger. Uh, well, I don't know if Brent's the Musburger. guy to bring up here yeah, because about that he likes yeah. well, Joe Mixon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Catherine Webb. Yeah, Catherine oh, Webb, McCarran's girl. Well, I still like the quote. It's he's, it, it's at the end of the the 30 for 30 on SMU, which they should really include this quote at the end of the 30 for 30 on Baylor whenever it gets made. All right, I'll make sure and put it in Okay. There. It's, he says, every time I walk into a stadium on Saturday, they're still keeping score. And as long as they're doing that, Someone is going to try and have more points than the other team at all costs. Mm. Man, that's deep. That is deep. I think it's time to get a little weird after this oh, dark yeah, I need to pick me up. I'm, I'm still seething over here. Like, You're seething. Just Gosh. Eric is it time to get weird? I think it's time. All right, let's get weird. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. That's ready to get weird tonight or what? Don't say weird shit. Time to get weird with Walt Chuck, baby. Let's get weird. 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 Yes.
It's time to get weird with Wolchuk. God, that imaging was awesome. Yeah. Gosh, I could listen to that a few more times. In fact, I did. I had to email that to me, and I was badgering him because I wanted to hear it so badly. And I listened to it like 10 times over before I went to sleep in Joburg. Yeah, that is some fire. I don't know how you go to sleep with that kind of pump up behind you. I was, you know what? Jogo? You're right. Maybe that's why I couldn't fall asleep. Why don't we? Why don't we play? Let's play. Let's play the intro again. Can just we play one the more intro? Time? I just yeah. You might come as well. I'll join in on the chant. This okay. Time. I, I really want to hear it. Let's do it. Yeah. Come on. I'm doing short stories anyway. Let's just get vaped out right now. Great. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. ago at this very moment feels like forever it does it feels like too long since we were in the safe space i've been to another continent and back for crying out loud i've pet cheetahs and lions homeland even rolled around in my own poo but today we're going to talk about another genital talked about the female genitals two weeks ago you're doing this again look i gotta keep it fresh and family and fair right i don't want to just well if you're calling last Weird with Walchick's genital talk fresh, quote-unquote. I can't even fathom what you got for me right now. Well, this is another body part, and it also has to do with a bit of surgery. Mm, okay. Like uh, plastic surgery, enhancement well, surgery. Well, it's definitely not enhancement. In fact, it would be the opposite to that. Mm. So, an angry Croatian man is suing a surgeon... Who allegedly shortened his member by three inches. Oh, that poor guy. Like his piece? Now, considering that's how long I am to begin with, I'd have nothing to show. Wow. Thank God the it wasn't you then, man. comes out. Thank God. Wait, so did he go in there to get Breaking a... news on pe- the nosebleed. So he went <laughs> in there... pecker reduction? He went in there, yes, for procedure. He's 57 years old, and he's diagnosed with Peyronie's disease, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right probably not e-y-r-o-n-i-e peyroni he was diagnosed with it two years ago so essentially it's a really intense curve on your johnson oh like banana hammock times yeah i mean like i think naturally some people have some curvature but this is like hardcore what do you know do you know what direction are we talking like a like downward like a half pipe or are you talking like a side, like banana, normal curvature? I didn't get that. Unfortunately, there weren't any pictures either. Oh. Yeah, Men's Health didn't provide that for me, unfortunately. Seriously. But he went in to get this taken care of because obviously it made sexual activity painful. Yeah, he just needed to stretch. Oh, so it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It was It was oh, uncomfortable. It must have been gosh. a side curve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It had to be it a had side to, curve. Yeah, it had to have been. No, yeah. I'm thinking half pipe, man. No, this is... <laughs> it's going to be a right turn. <laughs> so he elected essentially to go get this fixed. However, he says the doctors didn't brief him about the possible side effects of the operation. So when he excitedly took a look at his new Johnson, mm. after the wounds from the surgery healed... He was surprised to see several inches missing from his piece. Oh, no. It's got to be the worst nightmare. Quote, the surgery was supposed to help, but I came back with half a penis. You won't find a sadder quote than that one in any story you read this morning 
trust me. So oh that, that breaks or news tonight, on I how, say. how much he had to work with, too, then. Yeah, so this man says he plans to take his doctors to court because in addition to the whole, hey, by the way, you might lose three inches on your buddy down there, they neglected to even mention this to him. And he doesn't think the surgeons performed the procedure properly to begin with, which clearly it doesn't seem like they did. Well, the curvature took the length out, man. I mean, you had to you had to expect that, right? You had to put it somewhere. Yeah. Well, apparently between 65,000 and 120,000 middle-aged men are diagnosed with this disease each year. And while drugs and surgery may help, a full recovery is not guaranteed. And maybe if this man wants to gain some of these inches back, Men's Health also did a story on a man with an 18... Really, we can round up because it's 18.9, so a 19-inch... Ding-a-ling-a-ming. He could probably use a three-inch trim, right? I think so, too. He could probably take the curvature out of his. So, to be fair, we talked about the female side of things. Here's the male side of things. Again, at the end of the day, if you're going to have these surgeries, people, make sure you know what the hell's going on. Be yeah, careful. Ask questions. Ask questions. Don't just go in there and say, yes, that sounds good. Know what you're getting into. Educate yourself. Dude, sure it wasn't cheap. Due diligence, people. Unbelievable. Gosh, that was weird, Walchick. Thank you. I'm feeling all tingly, tingly now. Tingly, Yeah. Dingalingy, huh? Now, is that something I just want to clarify? You're born with that, or can yes. you develop that? Okay. So we're good then? Yes. So we have no chance of this whole curvature. Well, he was 57, and he said he was... Well, he was diagnosed with it two years ago, so no. Yeah, I think so... he was... Oh, so we could. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just hit it from everybody. It didn't specify. Maybe they didn't have a diagnosis for it. It's like contagious. Or he hadn't gone to see someone. I'm sure he would have. What if that's why, why, why would you go 55 years? Yes. Would he wait until that then? It had to happen then. So it was like a traumatic event. Maybe this all happened from a tra- traumatic event. It was a bad night. Oh, I feel I bad would, for I him. would watch out, Eric. God, that was that was definitely weird, Walter. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. And I've got some more stories, but considering we still have some more to get into on the show, I'm going to save them for next week. Yeah, just save them, man. Because that was borderline inappropriate. My Johnson can't handle anymore. It wasn't fourth and a foot. It was fourth and a dangling. And that guy lost all three. Wow. That poor guy. Yeah. Speaking of getting weird, what the hell was my man Zeke doing on St. Patrick's Day? Or it wasn't even St. Patrick's Day. It was the parade, right? No, yeah. It was a week early. Jesus, mother of the Lord. So, guys. Did you see this when you were in South Africa? I can't. Any Cowboys news that comes up, you bet your tush I evaluate what happened. All right. And I did see it. So you just skimmed over the Baylor thing? Well, the Baylor thing didn't pop up. I'm not following Baylor on Bleacher Report. Well, that didn't pop up, but something popped out, right? A teat? think so is that what happened it was zeke I, I don't know i just can't fathom why he would do something like this even though he was definitely inebriated yeah the zeke i would thing, just i, I think just it would, also happened before i left but i would i would just really would like to ask him about it you know oh let's get him i think we've got zeke like zeke dude uh like if i could just ask you one question i think it would just be uh you know why why would you do something like that just like so disrespectful like it's not you. Like, why would you do that? You're not from Waco. I had to. It's classic. Wait, what? I had to. It's classic. <sighs> Zeke. He is kind of right. Zeke answer. I mean, how, do, how do you think they get those beats? Look, he's laughing now. Are you laughing, Zeke? Yeah. Un- Zeke. You're, you're ridiculous, Zeke, man. look, I love you, buddy, and you can do no wrong, but bro, you got to at least own up to this kind of thing. Yeah. 
Quit laughing. Z. It is kind of funny. It's like the 69 thing, dude. You can't just help but chuckle. Yeah. It's kind of, I get it, Zeke. It's 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 funny, man, but gosh, dude. Throw the hell up, Zeke. Are you kidding me? No, he's not shut a rookie anymore. Shut your mouth. You can't go on a float. I don't care who you are. Ezekiel Elliott, Tom freaking Brady. You can't pull a woman's chotskis what out. What about Dirk? No. Dirk would never do that. He's married with kids. I had to. It's classic. No, it wasn't, Zeke. Maybe when you jumped into the Salvation Army Bowl, that was cute. That was funny. This kind of thing is not cool. It blows up on TMZ. It looks bad on the Cowboys. And you know what it does? It looks bad on me because I support you. You look like a scary little child. Yes. I feel like that inside when I saw this. I was thinking, yeah. no, shut up. Now you're going to get suspended a couple games. <laughs> Zeke, you need to take this more seriously, man, dude, because come yeah. on. Jeez. Yeah. Still laughing yeah. 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 Get rid of this guy. Gosh, that was... What a jerk that guy is, huh? Man, seeing Zach get fired up about his favorite team doing some stupid things really Zeke makes had, me feel like I controlled myself pretty well. I get heated, man. Zeke had no remorse. Look, guys, yeah. we've all been there. We're next to an attractive woman. People are egging you on. You want to please the crowd, but no. I don't care how inebriated you were, bro. I had to. You know. You didn't have permission, Zeke. I Zeke. thought we hung up on you, Zeke. You didn't have permission. Yeah. <laughs> From Gosh. my understanding, that female did go and hang out with him afterwards. I think that everything's okay. And, and that brings me to the question. So this is my podcast now. I'm go the, ahead. I'm the host now. Yeah. Is Zeke going to have any kind of repercussions for this? I don't think so. Yeah? I'm I, Like, we were talking about it off air before the show. And you made the point, maybe a fine. I completely agree. If anything, it would be a fine. Nothing warrants a suspension. There's no legal ramifications that have come from this. If they went out and had a good time afterwards, to me, that implies she wasn't overly upset or embarrassed or felt sexually assaulted by the act. I mean, sure, it was certainly inappropriate, and by no means should anybody ever do that without the permission of the individual that you're doing that to. I mean, he just straight up grabbed a handful, tugged down, and uh-oh, it's all out there for everybody to see. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. And I'm all about freeing the nipple. But Me too, dude. I'm on the free the nipple campaign. I'm nipsing all the time. But, I got big pecs. I got pepperonis. Yeah. yeah. I knew you'd like that, Zeke. <laughs> Hang up, you sack of crap. But it was definitely, uh, I mean, I saw that roll across my phone. TMZ video. Oh, coward. Okay, you finally hung up. Thank God. And, yeah, I, uh, my butthole puckered a little bit. That guy was so just unprofessional, that Zeke. He's a little immature right now, but we're growing. Joe Gomez. Only a second-year player. We're just a second-year guy. He came out early. He's young. We're working with him. It'll be okay. Well, I'm sure the way Yeomans thinks that uh, he should get no punishment. Zero punishment for that guy? I agree. Because, I mean, Baylor doesn't deserve punishment. No, but the individuals do. Why would Zeke? Yeah, you know what? Let's just shut the whole Cowboy season down. Let's See, that's just, what you're saying. Yeah, let's just... That's what you're saying! Let's death penalty... Walchuk, what do you think about that death penalty for the Cowboys? Well, what would that entail? Because I haven't seen that done in the pros. Same thing. Lack of scholarships. Imagination, <laughs> Walchuk. Like, Use it, Walchuk. I feel like Jerry would find a loophole in all of this. Of course he would. And He's it would Jerry be okay. Jones. He's Jerry Jones. I mean, Well, you know, he would take it. He would look at it. He would monitor, not monitor, but yes, monitor. I'll tell you what I would Sounds do. Sounds a little bit like how the uh, Baylor coaching staff explained it, too. 
Yeah, just beating around the bush. Maybe I can understand that. You what would, I would do death what, penalty to the Cowboys. What I would do is I would say, look, if you want Tony Romo, you can have him. Just let us keep Zeke. How's that? Is that a fair trade? You want Tony so bad? I mean, he's just sitting right now. He's sitting he's not there. Doing anything. They've offered him deals to go do whatever at Fox at CBS. So you say we'll just maybe give Roger you... Goodell wants him. I don't know. Tony Romo, take him off our hands. But don't suspend Zeke. Four picks. Um, give us <laughs> give us stuff too. But and just no leave Zeke, just no leave Zeke alone. I really okay. don't think any punishment's going to come from this. It was an immature, stupid mistake. He shouldn't have done it. I'm not going to try and defend his acts, but. Look, we all have those moments where we're 22 drunk at the prime of our life, and we made a stupid thing. Yeah. I mean, if it was me, I would have probably just, like, vomited. But you wouldn't have seen me. Because you're very good at concealing that. Master vomiter. Yeah. He's back. How? Just freaking taking over our show today, Zeke. Unprofessionally, I might add. I had to. It's classy. No. It was not classy or remorseful, Zeke. Yeah. I hate that guy. Do you, though? He just bombards our BS show. or a wave. Look, getting Zeke Elliott on is not easy. I had to pull a lot of strings. Using I don't like that. That 105.3 The Fan, home of the Cowboys phone tree. Flexing that muscle, baby. Yeah, sure. We had yeah. Zeke. So we had Zeke on today and Nick. That's a big day for us. That's a big day. And Kyle Oh, yeah, and that, oh, too. That guy. Our super, super special guest. Sicko. Baylor freaking bears. Ugh. All right, well, let's quickly, do we want to quickly just address Romo? Why is he still here? Walchick, can you just give us a quick synopsis of when Romo's not going to be anymore? Because you gave this, I mean, last last time we were together, you gave this heartfelt, I mean, farewell to Romo, and now it's like, it seems like it's all for naught, or do you think he heard that and he said, you know what, I can't leave these guys. I can't do that to Walchick, right? Is that what he did? He's an avid listener of the show. I hope so, and I think that, you know, I know Jerry consumes a lot of what is out there in the media. I'm thinking maybe they heard the prayer. I and mean, he, his son does go to Highland Park High School. His son goes to Highland so. Park, you're right. You're the voice of Highland Park. State Mr. championship by the way. quarterback. I don't know, man. I'm sure Zeke will put in a good word for us because we had a great time with him today. Yeah. Look, here's the deal with Romo. Um, I think the Cowboys are finally doing a good job, holding their cards. They don't have to do anything right now. They really don't. They don't have to until June 1st. Yeah, just hang out. So you don't think they just completely showed their ass when they said, all right, we're cutting Romo in 48 hours. They brought tears to your eyes and Cowboys Nation. And then they flipped the script on him like 48 hours later? It was totally weird. I thought this was a done deal, especially when Tony Romo posted that Instagram video. They fumbled it. They no, fumbled they didn't. I think that they wised up. I think Stephen Jones, the clear brain prevailed, and maybe he said, Dad, let's hold up on this. Let's wait and see. How about a, a little conspiracy theory? Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. How about they did it on purpose to boom. try and see what kind of interest was actually out there because other teams were not showing their cards just yet. And so as soon as Romo was rumored, quote-unquote, to be released, the Texans jumped, the Broncos jumped, the Chiefs jumped. I mean, all of these teams just jump out of nowhere, and you're like, ah, never mind. We're going to hold on to him because he has some interest around the NFL. Now, see, I think the opposite. If I'm one of those Broncos, Texans, or Chiefs teams, whoever's interested in Romo, and I see you're putting him up, 
that you that 48 hours ago you said you're cutting them. That means I know that see, you have no use for them. Well, that see, means I know you're willing to give them up, and you're probably going to end up. Now releasing the Cowboys them. don't have to release them though. Well, they never they did. Continue. I know. They never did, but they why just would wanted you keep to see him? the interest. How can, well, I know why you would want to keep him. I can understand that, yeah. but you have I don't see him. $18 million backup quarterback. He ain't going to want to do that, is he? Hasn't he? It's a it, business. No, I, I understand it, it's a business. So, But what if the options is he's just, he just ends up retiring I mean, instead of being the backup quarterback? Definitely an option. And now the, the Jerry Jones and Tony Romo relationship, the father-son type relationship, almost really friendship. Is it, is it broken? And that's the other question I have. How long does it take from now until whenever this thing concludes? How long does it take before Romo says, you know what? Screw this, dude. You got you guys are just, and just kind of just fractures the relationship. How long? Because he's playing nice right now. I mean, he sent some subliminal Instagram stuff. But how long is he going to go before he's like, dude, you promised me you were going to cut me. And now what's the deal? Well, that would probably come around June 1st. June 1st is going to be the the real test of whether or not Romo's going to still be on this roster by the end of the year. Or, I mean, for the start of the year, I guess. I can understand why you would want him. To me, the the bigger issue, because I understand you not wanting, if you want to play, the better business move is keeping Romo yeah. and either trading him for assets yep. or you have the best backup quarterback in football. Yep. Okay, so that's the better business move. But when you come out as a company, as an organization, as a franchise, America's team, and you say... We're cutting our star quarterback. Who from the Cowboys said that, though? I don't know. I mean, they leaked it from somewhere. Who from the Cowboys came out and said that, though? It was an anonymous source, right? Yeah, it was from they Chris Mortensen and Adam Schefter. Were the so, two that and I it. respect both of those individuals. So you think they just made it up? I mean, no, 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 no. I don't. Somebody probably did say that, but what if it was somebody from the Romo camp? And they were trying to put pressure on the Cowboys. I mean, if we want to live in the conspiracies, it's true. we don't know. Look, from a Cowboys fan perspective, and if I were running the team as the general manager, I would be doing this exact same thing. Except you wouldn't have let something leak 48 hours out you're right. you were going to cut him. You're right. I wouldn't have done that, which maybe was the Roman Cowboys. And then you're also okay, and I'm totally, listen, I'm a Miami Heat fan. Pat Riley, he's the most cut cutthroat dude out there. He just did it with Dwayne Wade, okay? So I'm used to this star player not not getting the best treatment maybe towards the end of the year or towards the end of his career like he would want to, okay? So I get that, and I know it's the better business move, but you're still fracturing that relationship. I know that Wade and Riley relationship isn't quite the same. Is it? Is Jerry okay with swallowing the fact that maybe him and Romo are no longer that tight? Wait. And, and Jason Garrett. I mean, these guys go to basketball. They sit together. They hang out. They. I mean, they're friends. It's not easy. It's not as easy as you think. That's all, that's all I'm saying. So you're saying. saying Tony Romo to Dallas is what Dwayne Wade was to the Miami Heat? No, there I was is just, no possible okay, listen, way. Okay, listen. Let's not just spin my words and turn this into I'm comparing them directly. But you, you can understand. <laughs> you can understand, and Zeke obviously agrees with me. The comparison here. I, I'm just saying, in terms of, I'm saying there's a comparison, but it's not nearly as intense as what Miami had to do to Dwayne Wade, and even they ended up being cutthroat to Dwayne Wade, their best player in the entire franchise's That's history, my not point. even close. But they didn't come out 48 hours before free agency and say, or leak reports saying we're definitely signing Wade. And not only that, we're signing him in 48 hours. Yeah. Or releasing him. No, but I'm saying, but for Wade's situation, yeah. it was actually that yeah, he it was, signed. It was so it was just Oh, okay. Gotcha. I get what you're saying. I'm so, sorry. So that's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, that comparison, 
the Romo relationship with Jones and the Riley relationship with Wade. It's just, it's, it's similar. I'm just trying to draw a comparison and let you know that I'm for the better business move. Yeah. I was for them. Listen, we can't overpay for this guy. So we get, we got to let him go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think the better business move for Dallas is hanging on to Romo and either trying to get something for him or you just, you just keep him. Yeah. Okay. But that's not best for Romo and is the Cowboys and Garrett and all the Joneses, are they okay with fracturing that, that's I think all they, I'm I curious think they about. would. I mean, even look back at Jimmy. Sorry, Zach. I keep like I might be cutting you off, but no, no, no. You're fine. I mean, even look at what Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson went through. Those two won championships together, and that relationship is not the same as it was. They went to college together. They were on the same Arizona or not Arizona, Arkansas Razorbacks football national championship team, and their relationship now is not that great because of the business moves that the Cowboys had to make. I, I mean. It's the same thing. It's even at a lesser scale. Tony Romo hasn't won any championships. They didn't go to college together. They didn't have any of that. They have a relationship, yes, but I don't think it's going to be Romo or business move Cowboys. Business move for the Cowboys is going to overtank that at any point. Tony's also got two beautiful kids. He's got a beautiful wife. He's made a lot of money, right? He's got bank issues, we know. The last three times, really, he's been hit. He has not gotten back up, okay? And we're talking... Good knocks. Maybe he's not sure. Maybe he's still deciding. Sure. And as long as he's doing that, why not just have him on your team? And I know, sure, he'd like to be out there and see what offers would come his way. But if you're telling me that he doesn't know and teams haven't talked to his agent, and I know he's technically under contract with the Cowboys, but you know they've talked in in trade They've been had. These discussions have been had. Tony knows his value. He knows what he'll probably get offered on the open market. The Cowboys right now are thinking, we're not getting what we want via trade. We're going to hold out. We'll see what happens. And also, as a backup quarterback move, you're getting paid $18 million to sit on your butt. Listen, with with yours, mine, Walchick's, and Babs' sensibilities, yeah, hey, I will, I'll sit anywhere you Cowboys, want. And I'm not saying he doesn't want to on Josh McCown. Josh McCown came in. They wanted him to be the backup. He said, look, until Romo's out of the picture for sure, I'm not going to sign here. Where did he sign somewhere else? I think it was the Jets or someone. Yeah, something like that. He's gone. All right, he's off the market. So the Cowboys brought back Kellen Moore. I know Scott Linehan loves Kellen Moore. And Kellen Moore can do some okay serviceable things. I mean, in a pinch, if you really need a guy to come in and play a half for you because your quarterback goes down, sure, I'm okay with Kellen Moore. But if Dak gets hurt, knock on wood, for an extended period of time, and he's missing four weeks. I don't know that I feel great about Kellen Moore stepping in and running the ship. Oh, no. So Listen. the Cowboys don't have a backup quarterback that you feel good about right now. Well, unless You're hurting your running. roster. The Cowboys have been depleted by free agency right now. You lose Mars Claiborne. You lose Brandon Carr. You lose J.J. Wilcox. You lose Perry Church. You lose Ronald Leary. Doug Free has retired. The Cowboys have regressed talent-wise on this roster the last two weeks. Yeah, and that's just... And Tony Romo right now is the only chip that they've got to recoup any of what they've lost. Oh, that is so true. So, hold on to him. If a quarterback goes down in minicamp, if all of a sudden the draft is here and and a team starts feeling the pressure, maybe somebody's willing to pull the trigger. I totally agree with you. That's the smart thing to do. Let's see if Romo doesn't cause issues before that. If he wants to play, if he wants to play, he's got no rush. He can still do that. But it, he doesn't need to be on a different team right now in March or in April. It doesn't matter. 
like you've said, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, wherever he goes, it's probably going to be an agreement where he's going to be able to have his offense. He's going to come in, and it's not going to be adjusting to their system. So it's not like he needs time to sit there and learn a new playbook. Sure, you'd like to build chemistry with the new receivers and the offense, whatever that is, sure. But he's not going to need to come in I and learn a new cadence. That, but a, a team, if you're a team, you're installing, I mean, you're everybody's, all the players and the coaches are entering now. So you're saying they enter June or July, understanding that who their quarterback is and what type of offense they're running, and then now they want to trade for Romo, and not only that, now they have to change their entire offense. So their whole offense now, all their players in mid-training camp have to change things. No, dude. Peyton Manning, remember when he went he went out? He he wanted to make sure he had enough time to get wherever he was going so he could set things up the way he wanted to. I mean, Sam Bradford well, also got traded also before training yeah, camp. Yeah, if it's, if it it's June 1st. He'll but, have time. But you're saying, I mean, you're time. imagining like a Teddy Bridgewater thing, which was where a non-contact no, no, no. some quarterback no, no. Sure. gets injured. But That's what you're saying. Sam Bradford went over there. They yeah. started 5-0. and oh, Okay? It's, and and yeah, Tony Romo is far defense. superior quarterback. Okay, well, he's going to go. The team, as we've talked about, have pretty good defenses. That's the reason we're saying Romo would be a good fit. Yeah. Because they've got a good but nucleus again, around him. Philly didn't, or Minnesota didn't that. change their and whole And I don't offense. know that they wait. I'm not saying wait till August. But when June 1st comes and you haven't been able to get anything, I think that's when the Cowboys will make the move to release him. But until then, there's no need to rush anything. I think you're fine. Again, you're right. It is the better business move. But the relationship stuff is what I'm most interested in, and I, and that affects the business. As much as, I mean, you hope it doesn't, it does. I don't think it's going to be anywhere comparable to as ugly as the Brett Favre breakup got in Green Bay, and we still saw Brett Favre come back to Lambeau and repair that relationship. Okay. I don't think it'll be I think it'll be bad. fine. Maybe Perfect. it starts to get a little bit ugly. I get what you're saying. Maybe yeah. Romo does get a little irritated and frustrated. Everybody's got feelings, and like you've said, he already has hinted a little bit of what the hell's going on here. But at the end of the day, five years from now, whatever happens, I don't think there'll be any bad blood between the Romos and the Joneses. Good, I, and I hope not. I'm just saying. I just feel like, I feel like that's an option, or that's that's something that could happen. So we'll wait and see. It's just an interesting thing. It is. It's a waiting game right now. I I really thought, like you said, I bought into the report, so that it was happening. I came on the air and I said my goodbyes, and I still don't think Tony Romo will be a Cowboy come Week One of the 2017 season. But as of right now, like I said that day before I got into the Romo farewell, I think the Cowboys should hold on to him and try and get assets back. He's too valuable. Quarterbacks mean too much in this league. They're worth, they're, they're, they are so valuable. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. And what the hell? I mean, Brock, Brock Osweiler got flipped for a second-round pick. Just to get rid of him, they paid a second-round pick to get rid of him. To get his contract off the books. And I still, think it's to, I still think it's to free up room for Romo. Why the hell else would you do that? You really think one of these rookie quarterbacks is going to do anything for you? No. It's to get Romo. And eventually Houston's going to come knocking, or they'll wait till June 1st, and he'll end up a Texan if that's the case. It's a four-hour drive, whatever it is. I mean, hey, Bab knows it. It'll be an easy an easy adjustment for him. But what about Tom Savage? Bab, what about Tom Savage? <sighs> He's the quarterback of the future if you consider future to be somewhere between 15 to 20. He's Trevor <laughs> Simeon, dude. I mean, he's Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Zeke's got an eye for quarterback talent. Zeke, shame on you. Cowboys, good on you for doing what you're doing with Romo, in my opinion. And we'll see what happens. Free agency has been crazy. We've seen so many players players being overpaid. And I really didn't think Doug Free was going to retire, and he did. Tony Romo might 
might be closer to retiring than a lot of people think. Apparently, according to Peter King, he had a very, very good offer from a TV station, and he's turned it down for now. I really think he's considering all of his options, and one of those might be stepping away. And if he's going to do that, the best case for the Cowboys is for him to still be on their books when he decides to do it instead of having to move him, and now you're stuck eating that money. And maybe if he retires, you're still owing some money. I don't know how that all works. I'm not a financial guru, clearly, by my scouting combine interview when I couldn't do any math. You sucked. I sucked. I sucked. But I'm, I'll admit that. Everything equaled 69, and you still missed. I picked it up by the third time, okay? Like Nick said, three strikes, Bab. You sucked. Yeah. It's true. Whatever, dude. I don't hear crap. I've had a blast, boys. You done? I love podcasting with you boys. What, is you there th- more? You throwing me out? No, I'm not throwing you out. Do we by have the more? way, this is the record by about 20 minutes right now. Wait, for we're the longer? longest nosebleed seats ever. Wait, we went longer than last week? Yeah. Yeah. Two, two hours we're about, and 20 minutes. We're about right. 30 minutes longer than last week. <laughs> Wait, I thought last week was a two and a half hour show, but maybe I'm tripping. No, I think you're tripping. I'm tripping, man. Well, do, I mean, what, do you have more wall chick or I what? I got nothing, guys. I got nothing, me bro. All don't right? don't get me wrong. I'm like a susa cracker, man. I could podcast with you I can't forever. Have, you know, I'm. I could too. I could live. Oh in this no, no, box. no, no, no! I take that thing. You're right. Last you lied week, to me. Last week was two and you a half lied hours. To me. This is so the second. Bab. This is the second longest. Oh, we've got ten minutes. So, so Bab's trip. Yo, man's like, I want to break this record. <laughs> <laughs> more Baylor. To, more Baylor. Add that to my list of credentials here. Two thirty-two will be the record. Okay. Do we want to go for it or not? It's, Man, because uh, I got something I can throw it's, out. It's there. twelve more minutes. If you I got do have something, two tests Walchick, in the morning. So no. Yeoman's. I mean, it's Yeoman's a I would test. only do it for you because we're we've wrapped up what we How wanted to cover. How about flip a coin? Do we have a coin to flip? I'm sure I've got a coin to flip. I'm way too cheap. My to phone's dead, so I can't talk to my me. girlfriend anyway. So I mean, it's whatever. She's gonna be upset. I don't care. <laughs> flip right. it. All right, flip it. Just let it land on the table. All right, ready? What? What? What is what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heads will be. Try for it. Tails will be let's go home. Ready? Yep. Flip. Wow. wow. Okay. I totally the missed the table. What's it say? That was awful. It's a heads. We're going 10 more minutes. Oh, all right. Dude, it really is heads. I can, I'm telling you. Okay. The best heads. part was that coin flip took about 45 seconds. <laughs> there we go. All right. What we can do, though, because I listened, like I said, your to you guys. Thank you. I uh, actually listened back to last week's show or two weeks ago's show on the flight back to Dallas. I didn't have anything else to go to do. Yeah. We went through the list of all the NFL free agents, and we said we'll have plenty of time to digest that when we come back. I'm sure there'll be a lot of movement. I just dropped my water bottle. Ignore that. Get yourself together, bro. I'm, free- I'm farting and doing all kinds we're, of weird things over here. We're trying to break a freaking nosebleed seats record, and you're farting and dropping Guys, stuff. Guys, I have been traveling... For a full day. I haven't slept. So that's why you're gassy. Dude, this is... I'm In gassy. terms of South African time, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Is it? Wake up, There's man. no way, man. And stop being so clumsy. It's going to be like 5 in the stuff. morning there now. All right, so what? All right, man, what so do you got I think for we us, should, Wall Chick? I, Bab, I want to know. Where the hell do these bastards sign? Oh, you don't even know? I, was, I, I know most of them. I don't know a lot of them. Well, your Dallas Cowboys lost like... I named the guy... I, I keep up with the Cowboys. <laughs> Their whole we lost everybody, and I don't like Nolan like Carroll. I don't like Nolan anyway. Carroll. Nolan Carroll's not good. No, he's not. He actually is a former Dolphin. He is. He's a. I would say he's a C plus player. So 
what is that, a fourth corner? He's a C player. Well, so he's yeah. probably going to start for us if we have one injury. Well, a- anytime I you say go, us, the Cowboys. Yeah. If the, I just feel I'm not like a member of the team. If the if not the yet. Giants, anytime if you have Nolan Carroll starting and you're playing the Giants with Beckham and Marshall, and you're playing even Terrell Pryor, I think he's going to give them some trouble. So they need to address that. I know now Pryor. Pryor's in Washington. <laughs> you choking there? Friend? I'm burping at the disgust of the Redskins getting Terrell Pryor. I like TP. It's I mean, you, you, you think of now what the receiving cores in the East have done. Alshon Jeffrey went to Philly. They traded for Torrey Smith, right? Yep. So they've got those two plus Jordan Matthews, who's not bad. Yeah. That's three pretty stout, a, a solid receiving but core. Brandon Marshall, too. I know. Brandon moving Marshall, over to ODB, OBJ, whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Sterling Shepard, that's a nice trio. Probably oh, the wow. best in the I league. Forgot about Listen, Shepherd. dude, if the Giants don't get an offensive line and some semblance of a running game, I don't really care. Well, Jamal Charles is still out there. Adrian Peterson is still out there. They have a lot of options in the draft. Should I just start reading through everybody? Rapid is fire, Bab. Let's just go. Rapid fire. Hey, stuff, make Bab. it entertaining or I'll cut your ass off. <laughs> CJ Wilson, Chicago. Hugh Thornton, Atlanta. Soma Vinuku, Atlanta from Close. Houston. Keenan Robinson to the Giants. Okay, let me stop you there. That is the first name I knew. I thought we were playing some sort of, like, some AHL hockey game with you right now, Bab. I, oh, I can, I can I talk can to you about the latest moves. Too. Hey, man, Bridgeport got a really good guy from Binghamton the other day. Oh, man. <laughs> That's big news, huh, isn't it, Binghamton, huh? This is going back to that knowledge y'all were talking about. Adam Thiele in Minnesota. Tyson Alawalu. Alawalu. Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Oh, yeah, that's your boys. Oh, hey. Manti Teo, Saints. Oh. He's got a fake girlfriend. You remember that? Oh, yes. I do remember He still has her. Sean Drawn. Giants. Josh McCown. Jets. The Jets. The Jets. I hate the freaking Geno Smith. Moving across town to the Giants. No way. Yep. I didn't know yep. that one. Yep. Super Bowl. He's going with Brandon. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. He's going to be like David Carr and win like four Super Bowls as a backup and never throw a pass. Well, that's actually, that's interesting, though, Bab. So what do you think is the better free agent addition for the Giants uh, this offseason? Is it Brandon Marshall or or is it Geno Smith? It's definitely Brandon Marshall. You're nah, sure? I'm going Geno Smith. Yeah, really? what about you, Walter? Uh, Brandon Tate. Reece- you know oh, what sorry, I think. He's not composed enough for you. Brandon Tate re-signed with the Bills. Uh, Jelani Jenkins to Oakland. Former Dolphin. Former Dolphin. Injury prone. Florida Gator too, right? Cody Sensabaugh to the Steelers. Brandon Williams to the Colts. Other Brandon Brandon Williams to the Ravens. He was the good one. Niall Davis. Mm -hmm. Niall Davis to the Steelers. Mm. Kellen Moore re-signed by the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Tenny, I'm going to try and pronounce that, to the uh, Chargers. Kevin Minter, Cincinnati. Jordan Hill, Detroit. Chase Daniel. Oh, former this Mizzou is, quarterback, Southlake. It's listed as to be decided, comma New Orleans, comma Jets. That's weird. Probably going back to the Saints if McCown sided with the Jets, don't you think? Mm, you'd think so. Sean Spence, Indianapolis, Brandon Carr, Baltimore. You saw that one. Oh, Adios, jeez, Mister Reliable. I know, and it's like, look, Brandon Carr was an almost kind of player, but he was reliable for you, like you said. He was going to play every week. And he's a good, not a great player, but he's better than Nolan Carroll. Can't Nick, overpay. Nick mm. Folk, Tampa Bay. Folk, that guy. The former the Jet. Kicker? Former Cowboys Yeah, the kicker. kicker. Uh-huh. Cowboys drafted him. Yep. Uh, Corey Washington stays with the Bills. Leonard Johnson to the Bills as well. Joe ba- uh, Banyard to the Bills. Deshaun Sheed 
Stays with Seattle. John, shed. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I think it's Shed. John Jenkins to the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Darius Butler stays with the Colts. Ricky Jean-Francois, Seattle. Donta Hightower. Wait, wait, wait. Ricky Jean-Francois, the defensive lineman? Yep. He signed? It, well, it says to be decided, comma, Seattle. Oh, okay. Because that's a good play. That's a former Redskin. He's a pretty good defensive lineman. And 49er. Yeah, he's okay. Donta Hightower being courted by the Jets and Steelers. I thought he had signed. already re-signed with the Patriots. No? Right. Oh, no. Patriots. This this NFL.com preview wow, tracker is horrible. Hey, listen, man. You're doing a great job. Connor Barwin. Rams. St. Louis. They're L.A. They're L.A. I knew yeah. that, guys. Thanks. So are the Chargers. Jared Cook. Thanks for correcting me. Jared Cook, Oakland. So quick with that correction. Almost Las Vegas. German Bushrod, if I'm pronouncing that right. German. German Bushrod. You staying with your uh, with your Dolphins. Morris Claiborne to the Jets. Oh, no. Chris Mo. Carter to Washington. A lot of hate To Tony Jones to Minnesota. Marcus Hunt, Indianapolis. Lance Dunbar to the Rams. LD. No. I know, and he said it was the hardest thing he's ever done. Call, call. No. For my boy. Former Mean Green. That's right. Gosh. Not Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe, if I'm pronouncing that right, to the Falcons. Andre Smith, Cincinnati. Uh, we're really getting into names. Like, I'm not even recognizing these. Latavius Murray, Minnesota. He just had an ankle surgery. Yes. Vincent Painter, staying with Washington. Is that a brother of Curtis Painter? Maybe, maybe not. I think so. They paint things. Ziggy Hood, the once first-round pick of the Steelers that I still hate, re-signed with Washington. From Mizzou, he's got the zigzag. A lot of halo. Anthony Fasano, Dolphins. Yes, former sir. Cowboy, former Justin, Hun- Justin Hunter, Steelers. Terrence Newman stays with Minnesota. Jeez, he didn't retire? Dude, he's 40. He That's impressive. Jonathan Cooper stays with the Cowboys. Rex Burkhead to New England. Hey, Rexy! Your old uh, sword-crossing piss partner. He's going to New England, baby, and I'll tell you what, watch. Watch out. That's a name everyone's going to know in fantasy football this year. The Patriots are going to make him a star. Former, Cor- former high school classmate of Walter. Playing a Wildcat, yep. Cordell Patterson, Raiders. Eddie Lacy, Seahawks. Can you that believe that? Interesting. Yeah. You know, I think they, they signed him potentially to be a, a, a guard. He's one biscuit away to being a, uh, from being an offensive lineman. I think you're right. Kayvon Webster, Rams. Nickel, good corner. David House, Green Bay. Connor Barth stays with Chicago. Alex Okafor to New Orleans. Kamal Ishmael stays with the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Williams to the Titans. Andre Roberts to Atlanta. Jeremy Butler to Buffalo. Jordan Mills stays with Buffalo. Are any of these names triggering anything at this not point? One, not at all. I this, knew has been, yeah. this has been incredible, though. Yeah. Uh, I learned some things. I learned that Jordan Mills is an NFL player. That's what I learned. Zach Kerr to Denver. Demata Peco to Denver. Yeah, see, we're getting into the point of people who just re-signed with the same team. Terrence okay. Williams stays with Dallas. Second. Ryan Davis to Buffalo. Chris Scott stays with Carolina. Nick Foles to back to the Eagles. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop now. Jay Cutler Thank you, to please. be decided. Yeah, what, about, what, about, uh, what about RG3? Where did where did he go? Oh, where the, to where? his couch. <laughs> Nowhere. Released by the Browns. Oh, yeah. Straight to hell, probably. When you're cut by the Browns, I mean, what does go. it mean? All right, we still got uh, two the minutes CFL. to kill. We have two more minutes? Oh, hey. Vince, Record break. Hey, Vince Young. Yeah, to the Saskatchewan CFL. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah. Yes! 
There's our Canadian football. Bab, is that going to put them over the top? I'm sure you know about this They need a quarterback. Darian Durant left to Montreal. Saskatchewan badly needed a quarterback. Vince Young is uh, hopefully their savior because in a league with only three downs, you got to have somebody who can pass. Canadian football, man. Unbelievable. Wow. Bab, what's up with the Stars? They've won a couple in a row. Uh, No, they've won one in a row. Damn, I got to get ahead of myself. Yeah, one in a row. They Miss beat, fire. They beat the Sharks <laughs> one to nothing. I miss fire a lot. Yeah. Uh, see my bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this has been just the, the wee hours of the podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad we decided to break this, this record tonight. This was worth tonight. the 10 minutes, yeah. right? This has been valuable. <laughs> Educational, I cannot believe. informative. <laughs> one minute to go, and we'll have broken the record oh, for nosebleed so seats. Am I the only one who's going to watch any of the CFL this year? Yeah, yes, dude. I no, got... I'll watch. I'll watch Vince Young with you. I watch Thank Vince you. Young. I'll watch Vince Young. Sure. That's the. I will tell you right now. That's the only reason. Look and at the this. Twenty yard. Hey, zones. look. Second one. CFL app. Look at there. Oh CFL. Gosh. I don't want to see Vince Young with a, a beer belly. You know what? The Rough Riders. How is that not? How is that not entertaining? Dude, tell me Jared Lorenzen wasn't fun to watch. Okay, only oh, if yes. only that if, guy was yes. fun. If they promise to like that that Vince Young can like crack open can cans of beers like on will. the sidelines and stuff. He'll have some cheesecake factory on the sidelines. Yeah, line. like if they do some of that stuff, I'd be down to watch. I'm just, him. I'm just amazed that the Longhorn Network just completely just let him do this. The oh, he, he, he just asked them, they're like, "Hey, can I go play football?" And they were probably like, "Yeah, sure." We'll add to his thirty. And then he actually went and signed. And then it was like a joke at first. Like, yeah, sure, go play football, loser. Season opener, Winnipeg Blue Bombers at Saskatchewan Rough Riders. My birthday, June 10th, 8 p.m. Happy birthday. It's a big day. So yes. we're not going out. We're Vince staying Young, in. We're bundled up on the couch. We're watching the Canadian Football League. Yes. Am I invited? With our footy pajamas on. Oh, you're damn right you're invited. It's funny because that's uh, bad. We've hit the re- birthday idea. We've hit the record, by the way. Woo-hoo. Uh, what do we do? We pop bottles? I don't know. <laughs> we got to get Bab's got sister bottles. here to pop the bottles. Mm. Nice job, Yeoman. Oh, Thank delicious. You. Oh, goodness. All right, well, we, we can start end playing that. Feels good to be a record holder. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank, Thank you, you Nick. Zeke. Thank you, Zeke. Thank you, Kyle. Especially. For no putting problem. up with us. Eric, thank you. Bab, thank you. Should thank myself. God, I suck. I'll try and do better next time. Please. Until then, which will be next week, Wednesday night. I don't know. We might be by ourselves. I think we probably will be. It's going to be Thursday morning at this point. Yeah, that's true. We're we're going along today, boys. Listen, maybe next week if we want to do Kennedy Miller again, because I know everybody loves him. We're in the heat of March Madness. Guys, you know my feelings towards Kennedy. He's awesome. He was my color guy for Highland Park basketball. Y'all talked about it. We did. We played that highlight. Man, he's awesome. He's the man. So maybe, maybe, maybe we'll ask him. Otherwise, it'll just be the three amigos. Bleeding... Bleeding through your ears and your nose. Nosebleed seating. Listen on iTunes. Follow our Facebook page, Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tweet us. Please. Do your things. At Zach Wolchuk. At GFL Sports. At Babosphere. At K Yeomans. Y-O-U-M-A-N-S. Zero two three. Loving it. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Take care. Come boys. Yeah, just beating around the bush. <laughs>